Welcome to Game Face, episode 291 on Sifted Games at Sifted.net. I'm Shane Satterfield, your host for the show, and alongside me is Matt Kyle. What's going on, Matt? Not much. Not much? Long commute today. <laughs> Took forever to get here. Welcome to our new home, at least for now. While we look for a new studio that we can afford, we are back in Matt's house, but obviously in a different location in the house than we did mm. the show before. How long ago was that now that we did the show? Three years maybe here? Um, Something like that? Yeah, that was like, I think we, we did, that was, it ended in like, what, mid-2019? Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Yeah, because you signed the lease for the that new place, like, the other place in like, july and that ran out in a, like a june yeah and then you moved to the new place in july yeah that sounds about right so yeah what do you guys think we did our best that we could i think it looks pretty great looks all right if the closet door wasn't back here yeah. you wouldn't be able to tell that we're in a house <laughs> yep um so we're very excited and we should also thank matt for mm. inviting us into his home and allowing us to do the show here it's amazing of you thank you my brother i don't really use this room so yeah and now you don't have to drive to do the yeah, show i mean that's you a, just that's roll a out fine trade-off you're, you're good that's... to go yeah um, a couple things before we get going, because we did just literally get in here last night. I think I left mm-hmm. your house last night at like nine or something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Um, there are a couple things that we will not have in this first episode. So I know you guys are going to be devastated to hear this, but I will not have my one shot today. Uh, we mm-hmm. only have two cameras instead of the full three cameras that will be fixed for next week. And actually the really the bigger deal is that we won't be able to bring the chat into the actual show today. Um, and we'll fix that as well for next week's episode. I'm just glad we're able to do this today at all. Again, a big thanks to Matt. Um, obviously, there's a really big game that just came out. And uh, I think it was it's better to do the show with a couple cameras and no chat mm-hmm. and to get that information out to you guys uh, instead of waiting for next week until we get everything lined up. So hopefully you guys are cool with it. I'm going to have to watch the chat old school style in this episode here on my little iPad. Uh, usually I have a big computer monitor here and Matt can see it too, which is helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going old school again. Uh, I do want to thank people for Twitch Prime still, though, if I can find it in here. Um, first of all, Listeved, or Listeve D, is giving people tier one subs. Thank you for that. That's awesome. Um, Corey Film, thank you for Twitch Prime. Um, Ptor91, thank you for Twitch Prime. That's awesome. What else we got here? It is just starting the month, so some of you guys may have turned over, actually. Um, Commander Fett, thank you for subscribing at tier one. That's awesome. Uh, people in chat giving you love, Matt, and thanks mm-hmm. for uh, providing a new spot for us. Um, and Vincent says you can still see the chat. We can, but again, it's on an iPad. So I won't be able to pay as close attention to it as I have been for the last, I don't know, year or something like that. But we'll get it all fixed for uh, mm-hmm. next week's episode, and we'll be good to go from there. So what else do I got here? Um, Tokyo Game Show, Matt. Coming mm-hmm. back this year in full with a legit full in-person event. Yeah. Hope what do you think like that more. means for other... Obviously, it's too late for E3. Did right. E3 totally blow it by like, um, calling it too early? They might have. I mean, I, just, before this started, I was watching the LA City Council meeting on like lifting all the restrictions. And mm-hmm. um, you know, they're, they're worried about schools and stuff. But the rest, all the reports on the hospitalizations right now are like... Like, L.A.'s got less than 120 hospitalized COVID cases, and I think, like, 40 of those actually are in the hospital for COVID, and the rest are just patients who happen to have tested positive for COVID. But they're in there for something else. They're in there for something else. Gotcha. So, um, it's actually real good. It's great. Right now. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, obviously, things could change on, you know, turn on a dime. Yeah. 
Um, but it's looking like by June, especially considering the historic, you know, last year the the everything got better during the summer as well because everybody was outside and it wasn't so much uh, cramming into things. You could do outdoor dining easier because um, it has been cold this winter. Yeah, um, for sure for LA. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, relatively speaking. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's pretty. So it looks like yeah, they probably could have done an in person event in June. Uh, I think we even said that they may have been jumping the gun a little bit. Yeah, but it, I really feel like they just didn't want to anyway, and uh, this gave them an opening to to say like, oh, it was like a save face move to me. I think it, um, but for whatever reason, they just didn't want to do it again uh, this year, and maybe they thought they couldn't get it off the ground properly. That you know, they get to do a return of E three, you kind of gotta do a big deal somehow, and uh, they didn't have it. Um, also, I wonder how many companies are just sort of like you know last year went kind of fine we don't really feel like shelling out 10 million dollars for our booth space this it's year. possible it could have been that the publishers just weren't interested yeah and they had kind of caught that vibe and were like you know what let's just wait like, another year no no one's revenue is down mm-hmm. you know yeah the lack the of e3 companies. hasn't yeah. hurt anybody except yeah. the esa yeah so it's true and arguably outlets, I you know, press outlets because they have less. But like, there's still ton, there's still tons of stuff to report on. Just wasn't E3. Yeah. Um, Tokyo Game Show has an advantage. Obviously, it's towards the end of the year. It's September mm-hmm. this year. It's September fifteenth through the nineteenth. Towards the end of the year, open to the public. Although, again, it's mostly you know, it's not E3. It's is a lot of mobile. There's a lot of. Mm-hmm niche stuff it's yep. you know it's it's uh you know, it's Different not market. it's not what it used to be yeah. used, you know it, when when japan was sort of the epicenter of games it was a different experience i still wouldn't go there to cover it no absolutely not <laughs> it, just for the expense it's not money. worth it yeah yeah now if i wanted to go J- to japan and i was like hmm what date should i pick to go visit and i was someone like us then I may plan around TGS to go to Japan. Mm, I don't think it I'd is do really that. hot and sweaty yeah, there. It's still the it's still tail end of typhoon season. You get like a, <laughs> a bunch of hot storms and yeah. stuff. Um, I would go for the cherry blossom yeah, uh, yeah. festival myself. Anytime is a good because I've never been there Japan. except during TGS. So I'm kind of kind of seen it. I was there for a documentary that I shot, and that was I'm trying to remember. I think it was in early june it was hot i'm at yeah yeah it was blistering hot there um anytime's a good time to go to japan mm-hmm. it's an amazing country um but if you're a big gamer and you want to pick a time it is hot there in september still believe it or not um but it is probably the ideal date it's probably flights are cheaper than too mm-hmm. for the most part because it's not really the vacation season blah 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 what do you think is going to happen with gamescom do you think Gamescom might try to do some in-person stuff now? I don't know. Um, I mean, the option is probably there, but I feel like Germany has other things to worry about right now. Yeah, the so, instability in Europe right now. Um, traveling yeah. to Europe may not be on everyone's top plan, mm-hmm. so we'll see. How that, but I think like just like isolated to the COVID situation, I feel like you could probably get away with it unless something really changes. Yeah, from, related from to COVID, I think. I hate to jinx anything, and I don't believe in jinxes anyway. But no. it seems like I wish we had that kind of power of over thing? things. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I wish something I could say would change how reality works. <laughs> that would be amazing. But no, it's, it's so funny how people believe in that yeah. stuff, jinxes and things. Like, 
like all my friends who are sports fans, they're like, don't say that. It's like, you yeah. really think what I said yeah. is going to have an impact on whether the 76ers win a I've, I've been people game. mad at me for suggesting, <laughs> things, like, oh, this could happen. Like, you're going to jinx. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. Nothing I say has anything to do with what Tom Brady is going to do. I, I don't promise. believe in any of that crap. No. I'm a uh, reality-based um, person. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, TGS coming back. I'd say Gamescom. 25 30 percent chance yeah, of coming there's back a chance but yeah. like you're so you're saying there's a chance yeah but it's there's a slim a, one there's some bigger fish to fry in yeah. europe right now so yeah we'll, i mean i'll probably be over by them but i think oh yeah i would think so i hope so but like there's probably still there's gonna be repercussions and yeah questions etc yeah um, i think just in terms of the pandemic like you could probably do it yeah um the question becomes like i mean E3, I think, also is was paranoid, and I think any major conference is going to have to be paranoid in the sense that, like, you also you can't just pick it at a time when the regulations are going to be lifted or eased enough that you're going to be allowed to hold it. You have to have it at a time when the international community is willing to travel to it. Yeah, you know, like, absolutely. Although, I think Europe's probably enough to fill that show up. Probably, but like you you want it to be a global event yeah, again and for like, sure. you know, particularly E3 um, you know, even at the time, you know, we didn't know what June was going to look like, but even at the time, you had a lot of people outside the US saying like I ain't going to the US. Look at mm-hmm. how crazy they're being about, you know, just being basic science about this. You know, it's like, you know, the people didn't feel safe just coming here at all, uh, even if they had lifted re- restrictions. So they might have made a smart decision then. But I do think by calling it so early, they were kind of tipping their hand by saying, like, we don't really want to do it this year. You know, and maybe yeah. part of that is because they didn't know if people would be willing to come from all over the world. Yeah. Uh, like they always do. But yep. like... um Part of it feels to me like we don't really have a show this year. Like we don't want to wait and try to, ha- you know, they w- I probably want to do some face to face meetings with some of these publishers and sort of convince them that they're a good idea again and that kind of th- you know the ESA's like you know lifeblood is living is, is riding on this thing. So. Yeah, and we still don't really have any details on the supposed digital E three like or whatever they're doing there. Like I don't know. I don't even know if that's gonna happen. Doesn't sound like it. Like they haven't <laughs> said a word. Yeah, no, and it's coming up fast. Really fast. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I think other companies, you know, like Nintendo and various companies will have, like, you know, directs. and Yeah, yeah. They'll do their own thing around own things, that time yeah, frame, for sure. Because it's expected. And, and Jeff it's like, will do something. Yeah, Jeff will do a summer games thing in some, some form. Yeah. Um, there will be something. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Yep. Um, one other thing before we get going, and we're going to talk about Elden Ring today. And we're, are we going to talk about it? I'm sure we're going to have a really long conversation about Elden Ring. There's a lot to discuss. Um, but one other thing before we get going, we are going to have a pretty big scoop this week. And I know you're sitting there saying, well, how do you know that? I've been sitting on some information for a little while here, and we are going to break it this week. Um, I don't want to build it up to be some gigantic thing. Um, it might be. but Pretty good. Yeah, I, don't, I want to err on the side of caution on this stuff. I've been trying to figure out how to roll out the information now for about a week and a half. And I think I have a pretty good plan. And, um, yeah, so just keep an eye on sifted.net this week. There's going to be, I think, some pretty big news breaking on the site. Um, and then finally... I think you're going to see some a lot of new eyeballs. I think so. I think we may have to spin up some more servers on sifted.net. Some more servers and maybe some security. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually a good point. Uh, I have not looked into that yet. Maybe I should over the next couple mm-hmm. days. Um, and then one final point. Um, good Morning Gaming is now officially day and date on YouTube. For totally 
free. Um, the We've launched so many shows on Sifted. Literally, I think at this point we're up to like the 40s. I'm not exaggerating. And the number of shows or segments that we've launched since Sifted launched. Um, and they come and go. A lot of times people like them at first and then they fall off. They quit watching them. And sometimes that's just the content. Maybe we have a concept that works for a few episodes and then doesn't sustain. Um, Good Morning Gaming appears to be something that people really, really like. Um, it is a anywhere from 12 to 25 minute podcast that sits in podcast feeds in the morning for all our patrons. Um, and that is the advantage our patrons still have. They've been very gracious and they've allowed us to publish this for free. So YouTube folks, thank our patrons. It's all because of them. Like I did not force this. I asked them and they were like, do it. Uh, but they still have an advantage. They get the podcast, Good Morning Gaming, in their podcast feeds every morning. And that is the way the show is meant to be consumed. The idea is you wake up in the morning, you're taking a shower, you're driving to work, you're riding the train, and you listen to it. And it prepares you for your day. And I try to keep everything upbeat for the most part um, so that it energizes you and gets you into your day. So it's the ideal way to consume Good Morning Gaming is to be a patron and consume it in a podcast feed. However, we did want to give it to people for free on our YouTube channel, and our patrons have obliged. So we've now had the first two episodes live on YouTube at the same exact moment that it goes to our patrons, and that is going to continue. Last night's episode, <laughs> I don't know how I got it done. I left here at like 9 and hadn't done anything, and the show went up around like 11.45. So it took me 20-some minutes to get home from here. I did that whole episode, everything told, in like a little over two hours. So... Um, Again, big deal for us. This is the first show we have ever released at the exact same time for our YouTube audience. So I hope you guys like it. Um, last night's or yesterday's episode, today's episode actually, got a ton of comments on YouTube, relatively speaking for us. Um, so hopefully people are excited about it. Please share it on social media when you can. If you really like the show, tell people. Tell people why you like it. Uh, it can make a big difference for us. And while you're at it, if you're listening to this show on any of the podcast service, give us a review. If you can't afford to contribute at patreon.com slash sifted. All this stuff helps. So if you're broke and I've been there and you're trying to figure out a way to help us, help sifted, um, social media sharing is great. Um, Twitch Prime is great. A lot of you guys are already doing that. There's ways that you can help us without spending a penny and we appreciate it very, very much. So with that, it's time to talk about one of the biggest games of 2022 we're going to talk about apparently the game of the year 2022 <laughs> we'll get uh, to that <laughs> according to some people who haven't played all the other games of 2022 <laughs> yet yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get to that um actually before we get one i do want to thank other people for twitch prime derek d 111 norris nessie 94 fire native thank all you guys mitch sakor thank you for twitch prime rosencrantz thank mm -hmm. you for sharing all the subs sorry about guildenstern <laughs> okay we're good all right, so I want to do this discussion kind of how we did Horizon Forbidden West last week. I want to try to keep it structured so that we make sure we hit everything. And I did see the comments on the show last week. People could tell. Mm -hmm. um, they were like, this was the most in-depth discussion on Horizon Forbidden West. And that's because I made sure that we went doink, doink, doink through all the different elements of any game. And I want to kind of do that with this one if we can. Obviously, sometimes you and I will fly off on a tangent. Uh -huh. Totally fine. Uh, but I'll try to bring us back when we can. Um, Elden Ring, is it still sitting at a 9.7? Last I saw, yeah. I am. So one of the highest reviewed games of all time. It's up, second highest of all time, as far as I remember. It's up there with Breath of the Wild, yep. um, Ocarina of Time. What other games are up there? Um, Breath of the Wild, Ocarina of Time, uh, I think GTA, GTA 5. 
Um, Mario 64 is up there. Super Mario Odyssey 1 or 2, maybe? Odyssey's up there, yeah. yeah. Galaxy's up there. Um, I'm sorry, Odyssey. I, mean, I meant Galaxy, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is 1 higher than 2? Yes. Because 2 is way better. I, I agree, but one, both 1 reviewed better. Okay. Um, um, so it is on reason. the upper echelon of all video game releases ever. Yep. Um, let's talk about, again, we're going to do this in a structured way. Let's talk about the story first. Now, this was... The story wasn't actually written by George R. R. Martin. No, he uh, same. He created like the world. Yeah, he mythos. created basically the backs, like the world bible, like this this story bible, basically. Um, which is funny because like it's just Dark Souls again, like yeah. with the, with the words find replace. Like they, it, it feels like it feels like they didn't have Martin write a backstory for it so much as they just played Mad Dark Souls Mad Libs with him. Yeah, you know, instead of, uh, you know, instead of like fire, it's it's grace, yeah. you know, instead of, <laughs> instead, instead of, of souls, like, souls it's, it's shards from a ring instead yeah. of, uh, you know, instead of a dark soul, it's a gold ring. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's all the same thing. Same premise. Yeah. yeah. And With there's even, words. there's even hints in it that it's in the same universe. Um, other oh, ca- I didn't pick up on various that. characters are referenced here and there as one of them. One of them is a repeat from another game. Like, what uh, about the dung eater? Is he from another game? I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> But there's, I mean, but those could be Easter eggs, or they could be lore. I don't know. Like no one's, I, I haven't seen enough anyone do another a two-hour lore dissection video yet. So I'm, I'm sure they'll be coming later. Everyone's still playing the game. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Like eventually, the the you know the right now it's the gameplay people who are like you know the center center stage, and eventually the lore people will come in and uh, sort of dissect things and make two-hour like dark, you know Elden Ring explained videos <laughs> yep. and things like that. Um, so right now it's, you know, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge proponent of the stories of these the games. Taint. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like there, the, 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 in- the, the intro stuff does have some Martin to it. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, the shattering, it's like, okay. Like <laughs> it takes itself really seriously. It that's does. for sure. Um, I mean the story sections do the, the main game has a lot more levity to it. It does. In places. Yeah. Um, yes. This woman who puts her own arm back on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, like, I didn't... If you didn't tell me George R. R. Martin was involved in this, I would never know. Yeah. Like, it's not... It, There's yeah. no pedigree there that's clear to see. No, that's for sure. not at all. Like, I'm sure he did, like, three days of work and and gave them some suggestions. And, and was paid a yeah. big chunk of money. So he paid a lot of money to have his name on it. <laughs> yeah. So... It worked. I mean, it helped draw yeah. my interest to the game. And it helped draw a lot of people's eyes on it. I've certainly had people ask me about this game who otherwise have never bothered with any kind of Dark Souls from anything. Because they're um, wondering if they'll they, ever see anything from George R.R. Right, R. Martin saw his name ever and thought, again. And I, you know, I kind of had to explain, like, oh, you know those games that I showed you that you never wanted to play because they looked so difficult? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, it's just that That's again. It. It's that yeah. again. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, if you didn't, I mean, there's some people I've seen that, that haven't gotten into a Souls game before that really like this one, but like, I don't know how much that says about Elden Ring so much as just like that everyone's going to have a slightly different entryway into this subgenre. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In the same way that my, you know, my entryway was Dark Souls too. Like I played Demon Souls and Dark Souls mm-hmm. and then I did, I didn't like them. I bounced off them. And then I played Dark Souls 2, and halfway through that game, it clicked. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I get it. I understand now. And then I went back to Demon's Souls and Dark Souls, and I loved them. So, like, you never know what is going to be the thing that finally gets you over that hump. And for some people, I'm sure, the fact that you can hit a wall in this game and then just turn around and go fuck off for 15 hours is probably a really good thing, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's certainly what I did. Yeah. Um, we'll get into so, that, all that stuff. So I think that, like, um, I think Martin got more eyeballs on it that otherwise would not yeah. have been on it. Like that, sure. that was really, and that was, you know, mission accomplished. Like, that was the whole, that's the whole point of involving him in this. Yeah. Um, it worked. You know, and not to disparage the story, I like story. I like the story. It's 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 uh, well. It's the basic fine. story is the Elden Ring has been shattered into what yeah. eight pieces or something. Oh, more, every single piece of currency you pick up is a part of that ring. Oh. Like that, that was a big ring. Apparently, oh, I thought it was just like eight pieces or whatever. And you're, Those are the main, the main, the big, the great runes are like, like the main pieces that each yeah. of the big bosses, the shard masters, have, which are just Lords of Cinder by another name. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, it's instead of getting great souls, you're getting great runes. Instead, it's just, it's all the same fucking thing. And the idea um, is to go and kill the bosses, collect the shards, yeah. and, and then you bring them back, the and then, then like, you form the thing, and it lets you through in the final area, and then you fight the big things in there, and then like that's the end. And you probably have to make a choice about whether to be horrible or slightly less horrible. And then we'll have to wait until the next game to find out which one's canon. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the story is not particularly prevalent in the game. No, they never are. Like, the, the stories in, in these games are there if you want them and there if you want to find them. You know, like, Dark Souls stories are mostly told through scraps of paper you find. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're, you know, and. You know, you can go to the wiki and find all this detailed information about stuff. Then I like, pieced all this together out of like four memos you find in like hidden places in the back of Blight Town, and like two speeches given by two characters you might not even talk to enough to get that bit of dialogue out of. Yeah. And like that's where it is. If you don't care about the story, you never really have to engage with it. There are no real like cinematics that move the story forward. I no. mean, I haven't found any yet. I mean, there's like some some uh, scenes when you arrive in places. The first early in the game, you see like some some what could be termed cut scenes. Like, bosses will taunt you or yeah, whatever. Yeah, talk to you. More. There's yeah. more talking in this in terms of like bosses like actually having dialogue with you before you fight them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, certainly uh, it feels uh, like the people, like the big bosses you fight in this feel like they, it feels like they take you a little more personally. Yeah. Uh, than they the other reference games. you. They reference you and they recognize, because you are a tarnish just like they are. So like, but you're not you're maidenless, like you don't have a, an official sponsor. Basically, that's become like a catchphrase yeah. across the last. So, days um, so there's some like kind of you know taunting about that. Whereas like the other games, it was just like you're just another hollow. You know, you're just you know, technically in the first game you play the chosen undead, but you don't actually know you're the chosen undead till you win the game because everybody tons of other undead have tried to do it, mm-hmm. and like everyone was chosen until the one that you played actually succeeded. Um, so like you're not really an important anything, and you're not a luminary in this or anything but you are a part of like this special class you're just sort of like a low you know a, 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 an impossible underdog and you basically. run into other people who are doing the same thing you yeah, are there's a bunch of other characters that are like also tarnished or mm-hmm. doing their own thing like um yeah you, and, and you slowly sort of build this little like network of people like back at this home base area and like you're just like you know it's dark souls just like every, just like everything, it's just Dark Souls. <laughs> Fire it's- Native just said in chat, and there's jokes like this have been flying for the last four days. I have a maiden, but you wouldn't know her. She goes to a different school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, then even the maiden you get like admits later that she's not a maiden, but she can be one, like for the purposes of what you're doing, yeah. which is like, okay, what the hell is this girl's like deal? It's just um, another silly. There's that usual Dark out. Souls thing where it's just like everybody's mysterious. Uh-huh. <laughs> What there's, could it mean? Everyone's so sad. You know, it's just like <laughs> the the. I mean, most of the storytelling is done in these. I would argue poorly done real time cinematics where they 
characters just have a flappy jaw. They yeah. don't even like create like the, the, the present- facial animation to match the voiceover. Yeah, the, the mouths just flap, and yeah. whether the, whether there's voice happening or not, it's it, it, the the presentation has not changed or improved in that regard since 2010 basically like it's you know there's there's nothing i mean part of that is i'm sure just like having to localize it you don't want to go through the problem problem that there's a bunch of it's a couple of characters a mysterious number of characters with masks on yeah because they don't don't have to animate their doing the the, uh, facial animation and there's things where like you know there's giant creatures you run into that you talk to and like they don't even make the mouths move on them like they don't even try like that could you know and there's one thing like we know like you know God awarded stuff like that, where like you know, giant things move their, you know, that's there's a that's a cool. Thing. It's work. Yeah, it is that work. They decided not to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, ten out of ten. But uh, <laughs> we'll get to that. Like there was a cutscene. There's, there's a little bit. There's some early on. Then they stop, and I'm sure there's some at the end. Probably. Like, yeah. Eighty hours later. In the middle, there's not much. That's for sure. No. Um. Like the game is the thing. As soon as you kind of get the setup out of the way. Yep. And I would argue, too, that, you know, the the story is kind of non-existent. And then when it does appear, it's not great. Like, there's there's a one scene where this woman's just like, let me hold you. And I'm just like, what Mm. the F? Yeah, well, there's a story behind why she does that, if you go back to her and talk to her again, um, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Also, I just found this out. Um, so she gives you uh, like some kind of blessing thing, and mm-hmm. you can use it to get like a, a a buff or something. But it sits in your if you if you don't use that, it sits in your inventory and, re- and lowers your health by five percent. What? I've been playing with five percent less health for fifty it. hours because I didn't realize that. I mean, so if you if you get hugged by the woman, um, use the thing she gives you, or you have less health. I have not used that. So yeah, go use that again. There's so many things in this game that are like that. Where yeah. it's just like you just don't know. Yeah, well, that's 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 from that's that's their thing. You know, this is actually the most communicative they've ever been in a game. That's what people um, keep telling me, and I'm like, "Are you effing kidding me?" Like, this is the first time. <laughs> this is the first time when they tell you that you can two hand your weapon. This is the first game they've ever made that tells you why that's a good thing to do because it ups your damage by fifty percent. Yeah. Lowers your defense, obviously, because yeah. you can't block with your shield or whatever. But two-handing a great sword is sort of a standard, kind of the standard way you play the game if you're kind of going for a vanilla damage playthrough. And you two-hand that thing, and you're going to do some, you know, you, and it's worth it because a big deal. The, the detriment and is it a cuts very like, slight increase in loss of stamina. It's not yeah. that big of a difference when you block with the two-handed yeah. sword. You get hurt, but like yeah. it, but you can do the counter. It's like ca- chip damage, and the counter yeah. does more damage. And like, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's worth it. it uh, yeah, it's a trade-off that's worth, especially against like like this, it would be relevant with this guy because I mean you're fighting with magic, but like he's made of wood, and like wood and stone enemies can you know your your hits will bounce off them sometimes uh, unless you're strong hits, and if you two-hand your sword. Um, those that your hits will not bounce off them anymore. I really thought my fire magic would whoop this guy's ass. It did not. Yeah, he's more of a petrified wooden guy. <laughs> like um, I'm like, oh, I got this. I have crazy powerful fire magic. This guy's made out of wood. Oh, here comes the. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna wipe the mat with this guy. Oh no, there is no wiping the mat with any enemy in this no. game. It's just not how it works. I mean, maybe some of the early stuff. If you go back to it way later, like way early. But stuff. even then, you can get killed by rats if you don't. If you're not shots. careful. Like, in two yeah. shots. Yeah. Let's talk about the design of the game. I picked, I believe, the absolute worst class that I could have ever chosen. My pro tip to you is, if you haven't started playing this game yet, do not pick the dude with the toilet seat around his head, around his neck. Mm. It is 
bit, it was a huge mistake. I have actually thought about going back and just starting the game over with a different class. He is yeah, a magic well, I, caster. I'm, I'm going to say this for the 40th time. The class you pick at the beginning of a From game doesn't matter. It does matter. It doesn't matter. It, it, it gives you a I slight... I know eventually you can... There is your no, character whatever the, you want. The only reason it matters is, especially in this game, is because you, you starting equipment can give you a, a help at the beginning of the game. Um, certainly, I use the uh, um, the uh, what you call it the the the, the armor because I picked uh, I can't remember what the name of the class is is the it's the knight class the one that came with a shield and I used the the chest armor for that class for a long time until I found something better. Um, Me too. I'm still using the same spear I got when I started the game. Yeah, most of that stuff is viable for. I'm using a. I'm still using the uh, the the sword I got from that first camp of of soldiers. Yep. They drop the great a, sword, the, right? No, it's a straight sword. A straight it's a, it's sword. A long right. sword. It's like yeah. a knight. It's like, I can't remember lord's lord's straight sword or something like that. Um, but I have been upgrading it, obviously, but I'm still using, that's still my main weapon. And my, my shield is the brass shield they drop in that camp. Like yeah. they, they've remained good as long as I keep upgrading them and I'm happy with them. I will probably switch to one of the high level great swords I got once my strength's up enough to like use it. But I need, I need like 10 more strength to use that. And for now that's doing me just fine. I've got like a little staff that I use for magic if I need it, but I'm a, mostly a sword and board character right now. I, I know um, eventually you can turn your character to whatever you want, but starting this game with no strength and no vigor, it's hard. Yeah, well, the, the starting... I mean, you I don't would, do, like, any damage. I would definitely not recommend starting as a magic user if this is your first, like, serious run in a Souls game. Like, the... The, for all the extra tooltips and stuff, um, the game does really assume you know, you have working knowledge of this series. Uh, and it is the series. Like, this, if they called this Dark Souls 4, nobody would have batted no. an eye. Like, yeah. this, it's very much the same game, except, you know, obviously there's an open world. There's a couple of, you know, there's a couple of changes to the, to the combat system. Um, a lot of good stuff they've, they've changed. But, like, um, it's Dark Souls. Yeah. Like, I ended up spending, like, my first, not exaggerating, like, 12 upgrades on Vigor for health. Yeah, see that's part of what your problem is because you shouldn't have done that. You should have learned to dodge. Um you, like the 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 way you're going to get because if you're using magic and I say this as someone who, you know, cracked the code in Dark Souls 2 by playing a pure mage, mm -hmm. you should never they should never get near you. Um I, that's now, impossible. That is, it's you not can, impossible. You can see how long it takes for when I hit the button for my fire magic to be pulled up right. and then thrown and go through the animation well, part, well, part, and wait to be able to move. Right. Again. Well, part of what I'm saying here is that, like, you know, you're focusing, you're hyper focusing on the fire magic, and you should have been diversifying in it. Um, and there's yes. What do you there, mean by that? I mean, there's other spells. There's other uh, mirror. I mean, you're doing using incantations here, so there's other incantations you could be using. But also, you need you need to branch out into the blue magic, which is the glintstone stuff that uses the staff. But now, the, here's the thing. This is all so complicated. Like, I, I'll mm. be honest with you, Matt. Well, yeah, it, there's no way you would necessarily know there's that. There's no way to know it. Like, I couldn't even figure out how to use magic at all at first. And it turns out there's this, like, doohickey that you have to have equipped, like, yeah, to use magic. A, uh, can't remember the name of it. A it's, seal? I don't either. Because I don't remember the names of anything in this a, game. You need a staff to cast crazy. the glintstone stuff. You need a, I think it's a seal to cast the, the it almost looks like a nutcracker yeah well like the the seals have different forms they're just sort of talismans like i have one that's just like a claw mm -hmm. um there's like staffs all look like staffs but the seals for the incantations which were called miracles in the dark souls games um those all seem to have different forms mm -hmm. like there's one that looks like a nutcracker with like a wrench on it there's one that has like a like a weird seed look to it there's one that has like it looks like a claw um 
Yeah. Uh, cause I have one of those. I, I don't have hardly any magic, but like, I, cause I've only pumped my magic points so I can summon stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have, I pumped a, l- a couple points into faith so I could cast cure poison cause I keep getting poisoned. Yeah. Um, cause once they, once they hit you with that, uh, Oh, it's brutal. With Poisoning the, with, in this game is brutal. Yeah, it takes a long time to go away. And it takes a lot of hit oh, points. Oh, you fought this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Tried. I would, even I wouldn't try this guy. I never yet. beat him. And I'm like level 78. Um, I got close one, a couple times. I got him down to like tough. a couple pixels. Well, I mean, you're, you're doing much better damage uh, because you're magicking him mm-hmm. um, than like... I, but you don't know how I must beat him was just stabbing him. He gets caught mm-hmm. in this weird loop where he'll keep trying to jump in. Yeah, well, there's a there's somebody guy I saw on um, Twitter, I think it was, who, uh, you know, because every weapon you can add like a special move to them now yep. with the Ashes of War, and he put like this spin move on his sword. You can see just, mine up there is called uh, Storm Stomp. Yeah, and he's he's uh, he basically just like spun his sword and just stun locked that guy uh, the whole time and then like dodged away got his got his uh, stamina back and did it again and i just he wasn't even very very leveled up but he was able to just sort of do enough damage and get through it um but yeah it's uh there's a lot of a lot of options um but yeah like what i'm talking what i'm talking about with like you should do this you should do that with a man and all that that's stuff that I know because I've played these games before. Yeah. You know, like I have no clue about any of this. I'm just trying to play the game. <laughs> like, yeah, that's well, that's, like, that's kind of the thing is like you, you, these games are about learning by doing. And the other thing is like there are tons of informational resources out there. Even all, even day one, people had because of the network test, people had a head start and like already had interactive maps and stuff. Yeah, man, but you're and supposed all to pe- create your own journal. No, bullshit. <laughs> If, if, if the one one of the most harmful things that the fan base of these games does, and beyond the get good and no one who, people who want to play in easy mode and whose hands don't work right should never get to play this game because it makes me feel good that I can pl- beat the game. Yeah. Um. One of the most like horrible things they do is this weird like thing where people try to imply that they beat these games entirely themselves with no help and not looking at it. Bullshit. That's a lie. Like. There's a point where you can like basically work your way through it because you know the deal. But like learning how all this these systems work back when I was playing Dark Souls two for the second time, and like going back through Dark Souls one after I'd figured out how to play these games, like I used every fucking resource I could find. You know, like explanations of how this works and how these stats work. And like I'm not I'm not a min maxer on these games because I prefer to play how I want to play. But I need to know how these systems function. And the only way to learn that is either through Dozens of hours of trial and error and, and analysis, or just look up all the work someone people have already done, and right. look up the wiki and figure out like, oh, I need to put strength up to here. If I put it past this level, it doesn't give me enough returns to be worth doing. So I'm only gonna put my strength to forty because beyond that is stupid. Um, and that's how it go. You know, you got to learn stuff like that. Like, you know, certain things like like uh, the game you know, doesn't teach you that stuff. No, just playing. You it. just have to look at it and kind of intuit it, or know it from previous games and how From makes their stuff. Like you know, once you hit you know, there's, there's you hit certain points where I'm like, okay, I'm pumping points into this stat because I want to up it so I can have enough FP to cast this summon. But then I'll hit a point where like, oh, when I go to the level up on that, a bunch of my defense goes up. So that means that mm-hmm. this overall character level, not the level of that stat, but that overall character level I'm hitting does a big defense buff and i do want more defense so sometimes i've gone back down and and instead of continuing to put stuff into like the stat i'm working on i put it in strength because i'm like you know what i want to 
because that'll boost my defense too. Yeah. And I want to boost all my defense at once just because like I feel like I'm getting hit too much. So like I'll do that sometimes and not focus on what I'm supposed to be focusing on. I think it's a big um, disadvantage to starting with a mage is that your strength and your vigor are so low that your attack and your defense is just pathetic for the first like 10 hours well, of the again, game. The like you're yes, but like you're not supposed to be using those. You're supposed to be using the the, the magic. You should be pumping. You yeah. can see it's all I use pretty much. Right, but you're not. You're 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 missing the point. Um, you should not be putting anything into hit points because if you should just accept if you get if you're a glass cannon if they get past you your defenses not your defenses your offenses really yeah. your magic is your offense. If they get past that and hit you, you're dead. Like that's it. I mean, that's, that's the right. nature of it. But there's no way for me to know that. Before, while I'm playing the game. The I mean, game, you find it out pretty quick, I would say. But uh, you're right. Like, after I started watching some people playing it on YouTube, like, I noticed that no matter what their build is, you die in two hits. That's mm-hmm. just unless you use a potion. Like, everybody dies in two hits in this game. And you can... I've even gone... You can see the lower third set. I mean, I die in a lot more than two hits now. Do you? I'm a, I'm I a, have never made it past that. I'm a very point. tanky build now. I've got, you know, I got, like, f- almost 40 strength, ton of endurance, ton of vigor. Um... You know, I can take. I take. I have good good armor now. Uh, I can take a good hit. Um, resistances are buffed. Like, I'm pretty. You know, I can go back to like. Uh, you know, car- You know, enemies that used to kill me in two or three hits, and I can take probably seven now. Oh wow! I've um, never. I have not gotten anywhere near that. Which point. still, if you get, it means if you know two or three of them get around yeah, me and I get yeah. hit, I'm gonna die. But yeah, you, know, sure. you got a crowd control. This you got with other thing. I keep, I'm saying about like um, the the blue magic is the blue magic has better crowd control options. It's also way faster. That's it the is. problem with this class in particular. The magic well, that, takes forever. But it's to not use. a cl- it's not a class thing. Like class just means you start with these stats. Right. There's no. He starts with fire magic, and the first fire right. magic he starts with is just like this close, almost like a melee attack. Yeah. The the fire grab, which thing. is like. Which is not, yeah, that's a terrible spell. And so I did, I went and bought, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get project fire projectiles. Mm. And it's like, they, it actually, you can see the damage that it does. No, it's good good damage. But Uh, it takes forever to fire off a spell. Yeah, well, high damage usually means longer windup. That's true of melee, too. I mean, what I've really discovered playing this game is that a lot of this game is figuring out if you can do stuff before you run out of time to do it. (laughs) At least for my class. It's like... Learning this this mental clock of, okay, this is how long it takes for me to fire off one of my fireballs. This is how long I'm going to spend jabbing with my spear before I can pull it back and I'm ready to block or whatever. That, to me, is a big part of this game, is managing time. For me, it is, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the open world. People have been calling it, like, the greatest open world ever. How do you feel about that? I feel like someone who says that has not played many open world games. I would agree with um, that. There's nothing particularly um, revolutionary or special about the open world in this. It's It's got, ton- you know, I've been in the same kind of mine at least four times with different colors, picking up stones and killing the same enemies over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that, A, I think a lot of people who complain about open worlds don't play open world games because they don't like them. So you're, it's yeah. like a Breath of the Wild thing. You come to this thing and you're like, oh my God, there's a-. like the first night, one of the one guy I know online was like, oh my God, this game is amazing. I, I touched this thing and this ghost appeared and led me to this treasure chest guarded by a giant bear. And I'm like, I can't <laughs> count how many times that exact thing, maybe not with a bear, but has exact thing has happened to me. In open, I mean, that's a basic basic mechanic in Ghost of Tsushima and you can pet the fox afterward, you know? So there's a lot of, like, like part of it is, is execution, I guess. Like, you know, it, it, once you, because early on, 
I'll be to be honest. Early on, I didn't like this game at all. Yeah. Like I, it, I thought it was empty and boring, and like you know, the, the first place they direct you to go to the castle, like you fight your way through, and it's just Dark Souls. Like yeah. you, don't, you know, you don't, you can't summon your horse because in in like you know areas like that, like you can't bring your horse in because you don't mm-hmm. get to do that in the open areas. Um, like you're fighting through brick hallways against like soldiers that can gang up on you all the time. And I'm just like, I've done this. I've done this four times already. Like mm-hmm. I stopped playing Horizon for this. You know, right. you get to a couple, you know, the first, you know, major fight, uh, Marg, whatever. Um, he's real hard because early on, you know, you're early on. Yeah, early grit or mag, something. Mac Ritter, yeah, the, yeah, guy, you know, the guy who's trying to stop you. I you hate get, him. You can actually get around him. There's, I hate him. There's actually a way around him if you want, but I didn't find it at the time. Um, it took me a long time because, like, he can close distance like that. And you're weak. He has a bunch, yeah, it's you're the still pretty of the weak. Game. Um, and yeah, so so basically, I memorized all his stuff, and I summoned my wolves, and I eventually beat him. Um, and then I moved on, moved on through the castle, got to the first you know shard shard master shard keeper ball, whatever that Lord of Cinder. Yeah. It's all the same <laughs> thing. Um, I fought him, and I, I'm just like it was just one of those things where like I played enough of these games, I'm like okay, I can't beat this guy. Yeah, like or not right now. So the one advantage that Elden Ring has, and I think that when people say it's the most accessible one, this is probably what they mean. Um, is I could I turned around and left. And just like went out into the world and was like, I'm gonna see what's out here, I guess. And eventually, I found, you know, uh, it's real mean that they put that guy riding your way when you first get into the world. A lot of um, casual players, yeah, have quit because of him. Yeah, there's also if you, I love going through there and it's just blood stains uh-huh. everywhere. It's just <laughs> where it's everyone's like, died. Everywhere everyone's died. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, uh, so I just like fucked off into the world and I didn't intend, but I, started, I found okay, I found this cave. I'm like, okay, this cave is more manageable. Uh, I get through here. Okay, I did oh, I found a found a cool summon. Da, 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 okay. And I eventually I learned like okay, the interesting stuff in the world is not really in on top of the world. You have to find holes and caves and buildings with stairs and elevators and things. So they're all in there. And like it's interesting. It is interesting, sort of the way Arkham City did it, where like it doesn't look like anything's necessarily there, but if you find the way in, it's like oh, there's like a whole dungeon here. There's a whole yeah. like little mini Dark Souls here and. And the one downside is that I think um, I think a lot of times I didn't feel the reward was proportionate to the effort it took to get to I it. I agree with that a million um, times. In and there, general, I, with this game, and I I've never seen, feel like the rewards are worth it. And I've seen a couple of them have been real good, but you know, it, I mean, I'm still using that sword. And I'm just like, I've gotten so many weapons, and I'm just like, not better than what I got, even if I upgrade it. You know, I'm still using the same spear I started the game with. I'm, I'm, I've only had one new armor set. In the whole time, I just upgraded my armor to something better because I was able because I was finally able to pump my endurance up to get to not have a heavy load when I had mm-hmm. the new armor up. So I'm so yeah. I'm I'm sporting some pretty nice uh, plate armor at this point. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I but you know, and I've seen people try to pass that off as like, uh, well, if everything's great, then you won't know how great real great things are. So some stuff has to be unrewarding or have nothing at the end of it. I'm like. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> no Come on. Like, it feels to me like the open world has either been created intentionally with less is more or just that's all from software could manage less is more. Um, because, I, like, you take over encampments, you get nothing. You'll literally get, like, some little doodad or whatever. You fight through, like, ten dudes, take over a camp, and, like, not, it doesn't accomplish really anything. No, because they come back later. But, I mean, then there's some, you find some, most of the real rewards are underground. And I will also... In dungeons, know, yeah. In dungeons, and, like, I will say this. <clears throat> this game's bigger than you think it is. 
Oh, it's gigantic. There's other stuff here. Yeah. Like, don't be fooled when you look at that map the first time. Yeah. Oh, it's gigantic. Um, There's no doubt about it. And, like, whole other sections that you don't know mm-hmm. about, um, which is cool. And there's like, and slowly discovering that is cool. Um, there's some really nice location. You know, as, as always, the art direction is pristine. Like, mm-hmm. just, you know. The art in this, ga- in this game saves, we'll talk about the visuals later, yeah. but the art in this game, in a lot of ways, saves this game. Yeah. And, like, I'm, so I'm, and it's. So I've come around on the open world, like like there is a lot of stuff to find, and there's a I don't lot hate of, it, but I just, I, but it is the same things I've been doing yeah. for years, and there is you know obviously I say it all the time, execution is more important than innovation, yeah. and the execution on this is pretty good, but in order to think it's the revolution of all time that people keep saying it is, especially in the reviews, I can't help but think you just haven't played a lot of open world. I don't games. see it. I just don't. Um, I mean, it partly is just it's because, fine. Partly like, is because it's it's just it, it does feel pretty intentional most of the time and fairly handcrafted. But also, there's a lot of repetition. Um, you know, there there is an element of like, okay, I know what I'm going to find in general at a church. Um, I know what I'm going to find in a mine. The tears. Um, yeah, and stuff like that. But also, there's a lot of those. Yeah. And you're doing. And they're important doing, too. And they're important. You but should I'll, seek out churches, by the way. But like, <laughs> but I'm I'm more saying that like there is a limited number of types of of sites you find and they tend to just be the same thing over and over again um and that's fine because the star of the show is the combat and like kind of getting through the challenge of that so it's not like i i don't like doing that and it's fun you know like i said i've been through like four or five mines that the only difference was the color of the walls uh but like and the, the hp of the enemies but like and but on the same time i don't mind it so much because like what I'm being rewarded with in those mines are actually useful because they're blacksmithing upgrade mm-hmm. items. So that's yep. that's a good. I'll I'll repeat myself for the sake of having stronger weapons. Um, but it's just like you know, it's it's a it's a well executed open world, and I love the fact that it's so big and expansive that like if I don't feel like I can handle the current mandatory story thing, I can disappear into that world. I, I did. I disappeared in that world for like 10 hours and I was like level 40 by the time I went back to try uh, that boss again. And I'll tell you, I had, I had found every sacred tier I could find. I had upgraded my flasks. I had, I had upgraded my number of flasks. I had gotten better summons. I had, you know, I had, I had pumped everything up as best I could. I was doing really well. I was like, oh, I'm just mowing through everything I find in the open world. I gotta be ready to go back. And, and I went back to fight that guy and I did win, but I was barely. out, of, I was out of flasks yeah. and I had three HP left and I beat him with one last desperation swing because I knew one more hit would kill him and I didn't know if I'd survive whatever the next thing you first. threw at me. Yeah. yeah. So I agree with that a thousand percent. Like you can see the lower third prepare to farm. Mm-hmm. I have spent probably 80% of my time playing this game farming, fighting the same enemies over and over and over again. And just like you, I will get to a boss, I'll fight him. A handful of times, and like you, I'll say, oh, there's no way in hell I'm beating this guy. I'm way too weak. So I'm like, okay, the advantage of this game is that you can then go farm. You don't have to just keep beating Mm -hmm. your head against the wall. So I do that, and after a while, you start to learn, like, okay, where's an area where there's plenty of enemies that give me a good amount of Mm -hmm. runes, and they're not, like, crazy hard to kill. Yeah, you, you either want that or you want, like, one big guy who's right. near a, a, a gray spot. Like that that giant at the yeah. beginning of that village. I go back all the time and just sit at that side of grace and just kill yeah. him. Go to the side like of you, grace. He you see that, kill You him. see that in almost every beginner guide to this game. Go farm that giant. Yeah. yeah. But it's not... 
it's to me it's not fun. I got really sick of fighting the I, again, 80% of my playtime. I'm farming all mm-hmm. these enemies. I, I and definitely then I, like you, I go back and I still get my ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Like that first guy, Magritte or whatever, I fought him twice. And I was like, oh, I have no chance. I went and farmed for like, I'm not exaggerating, six hours. And came back, he wiped the mat with me again. I didn't finally beat him until I had the su- the wolf summon. That's what mm-hmm. finally got me over the top to be able to beat him. And yeah, you because like you should have the wolf summon when you get to him. Yeah, I did not because again the game doesn't like you have to go. Yeah, because you have to go back to the church and that girl pops up and gives yeah, you the stuff. And it, like, didn't, it, if you I, don't know that, there's no reason. I was to go back lucky to, the church. to even stumble onto her. I stumbled onto that because I wanted to go back and upgrade my sword at that workbench. I could. And have, I was like, oh, there's a witch here. Let's maybe see. I could have done it earlier. I don't know. I just stumbled onto her and I'm like, holy crap, where'd this girl come from? And then she gives me the ability to summon. That I think is triggered after you get the ability to level up. Oh, really? I think that's the first. But thing. you got to go visit that place where she's hanging out there. Is right. it a church there? That it's she's the at? first church. Yeah, yeah, but like I mean, I ended, most people are, I think are going to end up back there because they want to upgrade their weapon. Yeah, and that's how I saw her. That's I don't even remember how. And I if ended she, up and there. if that if you don't do that, uh, you will still get that stuff later and be able to buy the summon bell. Uh, like there's a way way around that, but most people I think are going to accidentally run into her. But I think probably all told. I probably farmed eight or nine hours total to go back and beat him. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Th- I haven't really farmed much. I mostly, you know, there's there's a section uh, that I won't get into that's way up in the northeast that I found these enemies that like they're not easy. I, you saw them yesterday. They can one shot me still, um, but I can sneak up on them and generally kill them before they can touch me. And they all give like over a thousand each. So I've done a couple levels when I just need to get my like FP up to a certain point to like summon something or whatever. I'm just, I'm just gonna kill these guys over and over again until I can do that. But generally, I've I've leveled up pretty naturally just by wandering around the world. Well, I think to your point, you're talking about earlier how I should not have been putting my points in bigger. I had no idea. I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay, he's wiping me out in sometimes yeah, one hit. Yeah. Well, here. So like, just as is this you? Um, this no. Else? This is. Oh no, this is me. This is from the network test. Oh, okay. so this is old footage. Okay. Because I was going to say, you have a gigantic uh, health bar for a mage. Yeah, this is from um, the network test. Okay. The beta or whatever. Um, so I've spent a ton of time so farming. So this, start, this started you as with those stats or something? Yeah. Yeah, okay, because that's you got a lot of magic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is not, this is how you started whenever okay. you... Okay, I didn't play the network test, so... Yeah. Yeah, you start substantially weaker than that. No matter who you pick. Oh yeah, for in, sure. Yeah, in, in this in the main game, it was smart for the network test. Oh yeah, so. yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't want people to like have to do all that. But I would farm and I go back and I did not feel any more powerful or any more durable. I ultimately was like, you know what? I just have to memorize this enemy and not get hit once. Uh, That's how I that. feel like playing as a mage. I mean, even to make people progress. You just can't get hit. That's that's exactly what I said. If you want, if you're as a, if you're a mage, you cannot get hit. Basically, it's a, you got to be perf- you got to be perfect at dodge rolling. That yeah. was, and that's what I had to do in Dark Souls too. And the the you know learning that skill has been essential for every other game of this type I've ever played. And it's, yeah. I'm glad I I'm glad I learned through that. And then like I had to come to the shield blocking stuff later when I went back when actually playing Dark Souls three is how I learned to do the shield stuff more. Um, because I, when I went back and played Dark Souls 1, I did the two-hand sword roll and get away from stuff and be agile thing. And for Dark Souls 3, I'm like, I'm going to learn how to use a sword and parry and do all that stuff. And that was real hard. And, I, and, and I'll tell you, like, um, the, the dodge rolling, like, I was, I'm still way better at that. And the one thing that, like, always messes me up is Bloodborne and uh, this one from has really started leaning into enemies that stagger their time. 
of their hits. You know, you get hit, yeah. hit, and then that kind of rear they back thing, and you're like, eh, when is he going to do it? When is he going to do it? When is he going to do it? Oh, I did it wrong. Yeah, wrong well, it's like the yeah. Magritte guy. Yeah, he, do, he does that a lot. All his attacks, yeah. I learned how to dodge him immediately. Yeah. He has one attack where he dives in, and I can always dodge yeah. that first attack, and then it's just muscle memory for me to dodge again. Yeah, and when you dodge that you. second time, he pauses and then yep. hits you. And it took me forever to basically yep. reprogram my brain to not roll that second yeah. time. And as I said before, like, welcome to fighting games. Like, it that's a, that's what that is. This, that's, that's a, that's a me, mix up, basically. This to me is a boss rush game that plays like a fighting game. There is, there is some of that to it, yeah. Like, how many, I definitely use a lot of fighting game disciplines yeah. in playing this. As far as timing me. and mem- yeah. pattern memorization yeah. and all like that. Like, I'm stuff. applying very similar mentality to it a lot of the time. The op- so back to the open world, like it's there and it has, in fact, guaranteed that I have played this game way more mm. than any other. Because there's software. something to do. Because there's something that I can do where I'm just not beating my head against the wall. Mm-hmm. But the more I've done it, the more frivolous it seems and the less fun it becomes because I'm just doing the same thing. Yeah. I'm going to the same spot, so killing the, the same enemies. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, I would have agreed with that in the first, like, six hours. I do not agree with that anymore, having seen much more of the world. Like, the world gets more diverse. It gets more interesting. Uh, you find stuff that you're like, what the hell is that? Like, you find stuff that's worth it. You find upgrades that are good. Um, and it takes a while. I, I think it was around uh, hour 15 where I'm like, okay, yeah, I do like the open That's world about right where I am right now. Um, well, I've probably played a more, little more than that, actually. But, but like, it's uh, it was a slow burn for me. This is, you know, this was this was the game post my Dark Souls 2 revelation and realizing how you're supposed to play this stuff and, and like kind of that switch flipping. This is the game, the From game, that I've had the hardest time getting into early on. It felt so by rote and so much review early on and eventually i figured and also i think um i think early on this is the hardest one like early and even like real hardcore veterans admit that those first two bosses are no joke it's weird that they put them so early in the game well i think so i don't have any evidence of that i don't think they've talked about this in interviews yet but i think that they are they are hard in that first castle i think those bosses are hard in part to try to get you to go out into the world. Mm, I think they want you to go, you know, because the instant, because I mean, look, I fell into the trap as a Dark Souls veteran. Like, I'm like, okay, they told me to go to the castle. The gold things are pointing this way. I'm going to go here. And I'm like, okay, okay, the castle. It's just Dark Souls. There's elevators and hallways. Like, yeah, this is Dark Souls. Cool. And I just grinded my way through that. Tra- like, every enemy was a was a life or hard, death yeah. fight. And I get to this boss. And I was, you know, I'm, I was very I happy mean, to reach that side of grace inside yeah. the castle. <laughs> it's, it's always great to find a, a side <laughs> yeah. of grace for sure. And yeah. and then like they, they're they are much better at checkpointing in this game. Like the the checkpoints or the, the they're the, very generous. They're very generous with with that. You have putting, the sites of grace, and you have those. What are they called? The, 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 sta- the statue of Merka. Merka, yeah, that's Merka. I think that, which don't always work the way yeah, they're supposed to. Yeah, either. I mean, you just you you spawn right. Basically, it's it's a way to like not have to like do the boss run back all the time, right? Which is good. That works. Um, yeah. Also, yeah, America is her name. I have a sneaking suspicion that this game is entirely a metaphor for America. Oh, really? <laughs> um, because there's a lot, just like the gold ring breaking and all. This. I think I think that again, like the the goddess is named America. Like right. The, there's something, there's something there. I got. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for the lore masters to sort of do their analysis because <laughs> I think there's some interesting stuff in here. But I, yeah. I do not have the, the, uh, the, 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 the attention span to find it. I, I've been listening. Actually, been listening to some like you know kind of summaries of Dark Souls 
uh, stories and, and lore and stuff while I've been playing, while I've been open worlding. Like, you know, until, until I have to talk to someone, I basically just like, you know, play, play with the sound low and, and listen to like a podcast about Dark Souls or whatever, just sort of like review. And I got to say, like all the talk about this Lord and that King and his kingdoms, like there's a bunch of times I just turn to the computer and I just go, who fucking cares? I like, I don't so understand why people Marcus give a shit. Like, I get that all this stuff is yeah. in there to find, but I'm like, who cares? Like, it's just, it's such and like and like one of the uh, I think it's Vati Vidya is is one of the YouTubers, and he does great video. Like, his production value is great. He's actually got a really soothing voice. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a he's a he's one of the best ones, and he has some really good beginner stuff for Elden Ring. If you go back, go and watch that. Like, they're great early guides. Um, his network test videos were great. He dug into everything and tried it all these different ways. He's very thorough and very great. And his lore, lore videos are really good. But he's got like his um his some of his like little lore deep dives are called instead of prepare to die, which was the you know the the, the tagline for Dark Souls. Um, As prepare it, to it, farm. Yeah. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. it was prepare to prepare to cry because everything's so <laughs> tragic. And I'm just like this is melodramatic garbage. Like it's just cartoon shit. Well, as Marcus like, Beer would say, wank. It's yeah, a bunch of wank. It, yeah, it is. Um, and that's why I say, like, you know, not that George R. R. Martin is immune to wank, but yeah. um, none of this has his nuance to it. Yeah. It's just, it's, 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 it's fine. It's, but it's just the same thing again with, the, with, it feels, it kept making me think about Destiny. Where like Destiny kind of felt like Halo with like the names changed for, th- you know, everything's got a weird proper noun. You know, yeah. and it's like <laughs> the tower, the darkness, the guardians, the shadow. You know, it's like it's yeah. like okay, everything's like got everything's capitalized, so you know it's important. Like there's a lot of that in this, where it's just like okay, and this is it's not soul. I still call them souls, not shards. You know, no, it's, it's not? like it doesn't matter. Uh, they're not bonfires. They're they're states. There's there's sites of grace. They're like yeah. it's just like okay. There's like, a lot of replacing going on here yeah. for sure. So I don't really understand the angle of that as you know, being such a draw because i just i feel like it feels like review and that was one of the things that was hard early on but there's little things are like these guys are cool like they drag that cart like the halfway the across the damn continent yeah. like it's like <laughs> you, yeah. you see them later like way across the and map. that's a fun thing where like you know early on when i was right i see those guys i'm just like nope like <laughs> yeah. going and like a you know a, a couple days ago i got there i'm like you know what i'm gonna kill you fuckers because yeah. i can do it now well, there's a whole caravan with them too there's other guys i haven't fought that caravan this guy's awesome um kind of dangerous but yeah. uh let's talk about the gameplay um one thing that i finally discovered after i've tried almost every from software game i think i did not try dark souls 3 i think that's the only one i didn't even like put a little bit of time into mm-hmm. and somehow i have never discovered this in all my time and i finally figured out why these games have frustrated me so much and it's because you cannot cancel animations. Mm-hmm. So all these years I've been playing these games and I'm like, I freaking blocked. Why won't it block? It's because I had attacked and it won't cancel the attack to block. And yeah, once I-, I realized that, that's when I started turning the corner with this game. But I've played so many hack and slash games where you parry or you dodge and then you dive in and you unload as much as you can and then you get out before you get hit. And you cannot adopt that mindset and play these games you'll get what i mean i mean you do move in and unload as best you can but like the amount of it you can unload measure yeah the amount of you can unload has to be very intentional uh, you and you have to learn no, and, you have, and you have to learn how much you can do to each enemy like that first boss you can get like one hit in yeah. safely like you can get two but you're gonna get tagged a couple of times if yep. you do that um 
Also, the summons are key. The summons can pull aggro off you. Um, makes, early, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, early on. If anything, it just at least one of my first them. main like like things was going around finding better summons, and I did in fact find a, a warhawk summon that has saved my ass more times than I can count. It's not very strong. It doesn't have a, but it will hover there and blow wind and and fire at the at the enemies. And, like, a lot of the bosses do not know how to deal with an aerial opponent. And they just keep focusing on it. And I just keep poking him in the, <laughs> poking him in the back of the poking knee. Poking him in like the, the toe. You'll <laughs> it'll get there eventually. Um, but anyway, once I had that revelation, the combat started making more sense. At least then I knew what I needed to do as yeah. far as, like, the timing of it and how it's supposed to yeah, work. Yeah, when people say that the combat in, this, in these games is very intentional, like, that's what that's what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I finally figured that out. You got to commit. Game. Uh, I wouldn't. I never said that to you because I thought it was obvious. No, um, I've played so many hack and slash games throughout the years. It's muscle memory for me. It's like mm-hmm. okay, I parried. I'm in. Brrr, hit the button as fast as I can. I mean, I guess unload that was... as much as I can, and then oh my gosh, they're about to attack. Get out. And most games will let you cancel that attack animation so you do get out in time. This game does not. No. If you've hit that attack button, you're, you're going to go through that painfully long animation, and you're just a sitting duck. And it took once I learned that it helped a lot with me yeah, in this. You cannot overcommit in yeah. this game. And then in I any do. Of these games. I do have one major complaint. Although Bloodborne is easier about that. Bloodborne, yeah. you can you can cheese you can cheat in to like the bullet counter yeah. a lot easier than you can with like. I do remember that you actually did yeah. tell me that back when I was playing Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. You helped me with that. There is one thing about the gameplay that drives me bonkers, and maybe someone in chat will know what the remedy to this is. So. As you can see, I'm playing the mage, and so I need to not only replenish my health, I also need to replenish my magic points. Mm -hmm. And to replenish your magic points, you have to hit down on the D-pad to select, to change it from health or magic. Taking my thumb off of the left analog stick, even for the split second that it takes to tap down on the D-pad, will kill me. I have not found... So what I've been doing is taking my right hand completely off the controller, going across my hand, and tapping down on the D-pad with my right hand, which is just weird. And so I started looking through the game for a way to remedy it, and one thing I could do is I could put it to triangle, which is a modifier, but I still have to hit triangle and still hit the D-pad. And then there's no way I could do it. I'd have to take my left hand off. I cannot figure out a way to make it work. Hmm. I don't know if anyone in chat has figured this out at this I, point. I use I just take my thumb off the stick and hit the button. Like I don't use that too much in combat in this because I don't I don't use magic really. So I don't I don't actually have any charges on the right. Blue so yeah, flags. but I'd have to. But I but also I've played tons of these games before and I've switched constantly in those games and I just I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like I get distance and I switch if I have to. And then uh, if you've got too many things in your inventory, uh, holding on this one at least holding down automatically takes you back to your first equipped item. So it'll put you back to your health flask. Okay. Um, which is only... I mean, that doesn't help you too much if you've only got the two things equipped. Uh, but for me, like, I have tons of summons on that. So, like, if I... I'll go, I'll switch to the summon I want before I fight a boss. Go in, summon, hold the D-pad down to switch back to the health thing automatically because that's the first thing equipped. And then I don't really need to worry about it. Unless I need to, like, bring in, like, another summon in the middle of, like... Uh, like a field or something, you know, like you, usually the bosses are pretty regiment, you know, you know when yeah. you're getting into it. Yeah. Um, what I've been doing is I've just been t- turning off the lock on and running away to also, get enough distance. Also, actually, I just thought, I just thought of this actually, um, because this, again, fighting game buffering stuff. 
a lot of times if I know I'm going to need to like re replenish mana or whatever, um, or in the other games I would do this, um, I will switch items with the D-pad while I'm casting a spell. Because mm. if I'm casting a spell, I'm, I think I'm safe. You know, I think I'm safe to do the wind-up for the spell. And while I'm doing that, I'll switch over real quick and hit the, hit the pad. I feel like in this game for me, Cause the other th- I'm always a millimeter away of trying to keep distance away. Like, mm. I don't know if my character is slow of foot... But it's literally like frames of whether I'm far enough away or not. Again, no, that's accurate. The fire spell takes so long that I'm using to fire off. Like accounting yeah. for that. By the time you fire off that spell, they're gonna be right there. And if you're out of magic, mm-hmm. it's like again, I will unlock from the the enemy and just sprint away, get twenty or thirty yards, then switch to the magic, then take the magic potion, then switch back to the health potion then re-engage. It just seems like there should be a more elegant way to do it. Well, the more elegant way is to just use magic as a as a as a basically companion piece until you can be high enough level to you know make it your main focus. Um there's just so much in this game that like you it's so funny that Jason Schreier was like, "I'm so glad they don't have they have less information in this game." No, this game needs a lot more information. Like it's crazy the stuff that I couldn't figure out how to do. Like I said, it took me a while to figure out how to even cast magic. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't... I don't see what the harm is in explaining how things work. I mean, there is a... I mean, I think there is a thing that explains how you do the magic thing. I don't remember for sure, because I wasn't paying attention because I already know you how to do it. it. Or you already knew how. Well, um, in this is game, this it is it different? Like you don't No, have to... it's completely the same. Oh, it it's is? It's identical to the other games. Right as far to... as like having to have that weird item equipped? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they would have been for miracles in the previous games. And to be honest, a lot of people didn't use them. Miracles in general were not introduced until later in a lot of the games. Like, the fact that you start with incantations and run into the blue magic, the glintstone magic later is unusual. Because mm-hmm. um, I think the glintstone magic is more useful in terms of sort of just battlefield magic. It appears you can fire um, way more quickly than you can you with can the You can fire more fire quickly, magic. and um, it, a lot of the, you know, the, the basic glintstone pebble spell takes a sliver a sliver of fp like you just and you can you know and it doesn't uh it doesn't do the big damage that that fireball does that you're throwing um but you can go you can chip with it yeah you can chip it and also the glintstone arc is crowd control like it Mm shoots it shoots this big arc of of Uh, magic and like you can hit five people with it if they're coming to coming at you like especially early on you got the soldiers that run at you and stuff they bunch together you can hit and like that actually is a pretty good damage spell or even early on you could probably kill them with like three of those well maybe i need to just completely switch can you respec in this game i saw someone talk about respecing but i don't know how to do it if i would can. really really like it if i could that would be unusual because <laughs> i um, went according to you and it, you're probably right i went way down the wrong path with my points in this well, game what you can just do is start putting points in something else i have been mm-hmm. but it's but what i feel like it's too late now. there's no such thing as too late strength i've been focusing on lately yeah, good there's no, but you have to switch to a weapon for that I know, and I like. I don't um, even have like a. Sh- I have a shield, but I don't use it. Go, um, go to the that that um, soldier camp and kill them until they drop a brass shield. And that's, but that's another thing that's confusing to me. Like the way the game taught me, it felt like I had to have my left hand free to use it for magic. I don't know where that came from. That because you can put you just put the thing in whichever hand you want. But don't you have to have a hand free to cast magic? No. So you can have a shield in your left hand and still cast magic with the left hand with your right hand you put but the, then you don't have the spear yeah you have to switch from the spear to the shield 
No, to the to the casting thing. No, I'm asking you, how do you have a shield and cast magic at the same time? You hold the magic item in your right hand. And you lose the weapon. And I lose the yeah. Because oh. the weapon you can equip multiple things. You but know? you can only equip two things at a time. No, you can equip at. three things at a time. If you go to the inventory equip screen, there's three weapon slots and three shield slots. Those are left and right hand. So if you want to have your spear and, like, say, your weapon, your magic casting, seal. So on mine, I have my sword, I have a magic staff, and I have a magic seal, which lets me cast those incantations like the fire thing. And then I just have my sword, my shield, because I don't use anything else in my left hand. When I want to cast magic, I hit right on the D-pad, and that switches between gotcha. my three equipped weapons. But you still only have two things equipped at a time. At a single You're just time, switching yeah. what's in your hand. Yeah, I'm swapping yeah. what's in my, my right hand, but I always keep my shield out. Gotcha. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Unless I'm two-handing something, I always keep the shield out. It's just weird that we have to have this conversation about how to play a video game. Like, it just seems absurd. Like, the game should teach me this stuff, and like... I just feel like if it wasn't for the internet, I would have no chance playing this game. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for the internet, I wouldn't know half this stuff. It's crazy, I just found out about it when I was playing... I mean, I didn't... And look, like, I didn't know any of this stuff playing Dark Souls 2 to review it for Rev 3. Probably it wasn't even out there yet. No, it wasn't out. It didn't exist yet. The the summoning didn't even work. The network stuff didn't work. And, like, you know, playing this... I I played this, like, a week early um, because we had the press code. uh, And, like... You know, no one. I mean, people were playing it, obviously, but I couldn't summon anyone. Well, they're not sharing like, information online yet because it's all embargoed right. as well. So well, there's also, nothing out there to right. help. Well, like, you can't even. Summon, there aren't even people in the game. Like, there's no. Yeah, the network being left. The network working. stuff doesn't work. Yeah. Wasn't working right. And man, you don't realize how important those messages people oh, yeah. leave are. Like, you know, just they say my ass. So both many in times. terms of strategy and knowing what's coming up, and just in terms of sort of the atmosphere of the game, where like. Watching people argue with each other over those notes because somebody put said there's a hidden door and there's no hidden door, so everybody's put like liar ahead on the well, thing. Well, they're like pranks, Every, basically. Yeah, they everybody pr- calling a lot of pranks. Yeah, everybody calling the turtles dogs. Like you know, there's there's yeah. a there's a personality that's left there, but there's also like things that are actually like you know, don't jump here. Like there's actually t- you know, watch for the left and like the yeah. same thing jumps at you from the left. Like yeah. I like that. I think that's a cool. I agree. Element. I, I've liked that part of this series all along. I it's very functional. It's a very creative way to handle network play. I like it a lot, un- undoubtedly. Um, so let's talk. We've already sp- spoken about this game for an hour. I feel like I could talk about it for another hour because mm-hmm. there's so much in it that you can't, that you have to discover by talking with other people about the game. Or trial and error. Or I mean, just, right, beating like your I, head you know, Certainly, I, I wouldn't consider that beating my head against the wall. I'd consider it learning. The uh, you know learning how the how the the counter system works like the one thing I do I do uh, definitely that's that sucks. Um, this is from software playing. Yeah, the uh, one thing that didn't uh, that I I thought that the tutorial did not emphasize well enough was the counter hit where when you block something you hit R two and you yeah. you automatically do a counter hit like that is so integral to the combat system. It is so easy to um, yeah the, the, like, the, it's, it's it's way easier really than parrying. Easy to do yeah. yeah and it does big posture because there's you know the, one of the things that uh, the game doesn't really explain lets you kind of figure out on your own which is just true of like a lot of stuff but they one of the things they borrowed a little bit from Sekiro and this has been true in other Souls games as well but like. Everybody's got a posture bar, basically, yeah. An invisible and it's invisible. Bar. It's not, yeah, it's not yeah. on screen like it is in Sekiro, but like 
you hit someone enough with like a uh, an R2 attack and they're going to get stunned. And when they're stunned, you can walk up to them Enough. and hit the R1 like you would for a backstab and just stab them with a critical in the front. And that's huge. Makes and you, you invincible for, briefly. Aren't there like glowing areas that you're supposed to target the for big, that? Uh, the big guys who fall down because uh, they're so big, they usually the part you have to stab for a critical is uh, glowing orange. And usually the you, eyeball. You saw that early on. Like... Eyeball or the chest or the top of the head. Like, yeah. like you saw earlier in that footage where, uh, from the from software footage where he's fighting the dragon when the dragon went down, the eye glowed orange because yep. that's where you had to do the critical. Um, so the trick is like the R2 stuff, like, you know, and then the posture bar will recover over time. And so you got to keep the pressure up. So that's sort of the balance of like trying to trying to dodge and trying to stay out of their way, but also trying to hit them as much as, the, as, much as you can. The other thing that you learn is like uh, the jumping in this. There's the, a jumping, the jumping has iframes, has invincibility frames. So yeah. just like the roll. But the trick is you can't attack out of a roll. But you can attack with your landing from a jump. So if you can learn to jump instead of dodge roll, you can come down with an R1 attack. And that R1 attack has enhanced posture damage. A couple of those will knock somebody down, even a, even a boss sometimes. Yeah. So learning how that worked was like a big revelation to me. And then the counter hit does big uh, posture damage. So a couple of those will take somebody, you know, even enemies that I have a hard time fighting, like just, you know, toe to toe. If I can get like a, a single counter swipe in i know that one more light r1 hit from my weapon will will stun them and i can crit, crit them and they will be dead and like as opposed to a fight that would take 10 hits mm -hmm. um and so stuff like that is really key and some of that i can save you in a group too one thing i will say about this that i really like is um uh you can fight large groups of enemies in this uh successfully in a way you just never could in the other games like I can. I've held off groups of like 10, 12 soldiers before, wow. and That's like crazy. and one, and like that was simply not an option in the other game. It doesn't feel like it's an option um, to me in this game. Maybe <laughs> I don't not. Know how you but did I, it. I'd like to see it. I mean, part of it's because it happens in the open areas, like, uh, where you, there's room where you, you, you can kind of get around and sort of, sort of maneuver. That's how you die in this game. If it happens, on stuff. yeah. If it happens in a in a hallway or so, I th I actually think the camera in this is worse than it has been in, in tight spaces in a lot of Souls games. Like usually, I'm controlling it myself, but like ever been times I just felt like completely blindsided by things I thought should have been, you know, kind of going around the corner the right way, and it just didn't. Mm -hmm. um, and again, like I always say, dying in this game doesn't matter. You know, like you lose you lose some souls or whatever, you know. I lost like 13,000 souls because I did something stupid at one point last night. Was it last night or the night before? You, you may not lose many souls, but you may lose your mind. It was No, it was, it was Friday. <laughs> it was when you brought all the stuff over. Uh-huh. And right after you left, I um, I was trying to get through the section with a with an elo. It was actually the section I told you about with that witch lady. Mm -hmm. And I try I, I was going up and I'd fought my way all the way up and she and she beat me and I dropped like thirteen thousand souls. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go back. That's and get a it. lot. So I respawn. It's not anymore because it takes not to you anymore. Yeah, now to it takes right forty thousand for me to level up. And it's just like whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, but like I. Um, I but I, I like resurrected the, at the state of grace at the site of grace. And I go, you know, do the run back. I'm going right up. Yep. And I forgot that the elevator was up because I take it. There's an elevator right and there. And I take, it was still up. And I just wa walked into the bottomless pit and died. Oh, no. And you lost and I was, them all. And I just like, well, we're done with this for a few, for an hour or so. Like, it was, Time to take a break. Yeah. I mean, I guarantee you my neighbor has heard some very loud fuck yous in the middle of the night <laughs> because of some stuff that's happened. I'm not saying yeah. I don't get mad at this game. I honestly haven't gotten really mad at it. I laugh. I'm just because mm. some of it to me is just absurd. Like yeah, well, some of it to me, like it's part of the anger to me is like I know I can do what I what, what yeah. I was trying to do, and I just screwed it up or something weird happened. I've kind um, of gotten over the hump of getting angry at these games. I just kind of laugh at some of the absurd stuff that they do. I'm like, really? 
Like, you really thought this was a good idea to just have this steamroller that just rolled through the dungeon out of nowhere? And, like, I don't know. It's a classic. Yeah, I mean, it. I think it's cheap, but it doesn't make me You can angry trick it, anymore. though. Yeah. Like, there's ways to trick it that I, I figured I could do that. I figured that out last night. If you like, go online and search for it, you'll find it. I didn't. I <laughs> you figured did it find out. it on your own. I, I get that. But most of this stuff, it's like you'd never know unless you went online and or watched a YouTube video. Somewhat, but some of that stuff you stumble onto organically, and it's, it's yeah, great. Yeah, some of it. Um, okay, we got to wrap this up. Visually, what do you think? It barely looks better than the other games, really. Yeah, um, I'm disappointed in the graphics in this game. I'm playing on PS5, and the LOD draw-in pop-in is awful. It's I've like if that. I ride the horse 50, 60 yards ahead of me, everything is drawing in. Sometimes when I come back from a site of grace, I watch the whole world just piece itself mm. together and form in front of me. That's man, that's bad. And I know the Xbox One has a lot of trouble with that, and the frame rate on both the console ones are, are bad in comparison. Like it's it is ridiculous that this. I mean, it's not like this game looks bad. The art direction, the art's great. amazing. The it's pretty sharp. You know, I'm playing on PC. Yeah, it's pretty sharp. But it's ridiculous to me that that doesn't run at sixty. Like Horizon Zero Forbidden West looks like a photo half the time, and yeah. it's at sixty on performance mode. This thing can't reliably hit forty-five on yeah. the same machine. Ridiculous. I agree. Ridiculous. So I've been a little disappointed. I mean, I mean in the From's visuals. technical stuff has always been terrible. Like yeah. They, they're great at hitboxes, and that's about it. And their art. Um, their art is amazing. Their art's great. But like, so I'm playing this on PC. Uh, I'm playing on my six-year, six, seven-year-old now in you May. You have a GTX 1080 in there. I have two Titan X. Oh, two Titans. Okay. Uh, and it runs fine. Uh, it doesn't yeah. have HDR, obviously. Yeah. But uh, it runs pretty well. It runs at a pretty solid 60 with everything on high um, or whatever, ultra, whatever the max settings are. And uh, it does, you know, there is the problem where it hitches uh, a little bit when it loads new areas or new enemies in, but that's very minor. Uh, for them, I would say 95% of the game has been butter smooth for me. And this is an ancient PC. I know people are having stuttering issues on things. I have not had that beyond very minor things. I had my first hard crash last night after 50-something hours. Um, for, I have not had any crashes. For me, the PC version has been really pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, I haven't had any crashes. So. It's just weird graphical anomalies. Frame rate hasn't been terrible for me on yeah. PS5. I don't have any of the pop-in stuff it's that you have. It hitches every once in a while. Yeah, but I haven't, I haven't had any of the, the drawing stuff. I mean, it does, Not it even LOD? Not really, Like no. the grass and stuff? No, not, I mean, not more than you'd notice in any other game, really. Interesting. Okay. Um, it's really bad on PS5. I'm sure it is. Like I've heard, I mean, I've read about it. I do. I did buy it on Xbox, but I just haven't played it. Have you played, not played it I've not all? played it. Okay. Because um, okay. at a certain point, I realized I was so far in the PC version that I didn't want to start over and just sort of... I'll get to the Xbox version later. And, of course, the Xbox version couldn't go online for the first couple of days. Right. Is it fixed now? I don't know. I don't think it is. I think all weekend it was down. Yeah, well, because it turned out it was like a version mismatch to the servers, and the only way to update the version was for it to connect to the server, but it couldn't connect to the server because the version was wrong, so they have to patch it. <laughs> and they, <they're, laughs> and Bandai Namco did not have an estimate of when that patch would happen. Maybe it happened already. I don't know. Gotcha. Okay, let's sum it up. Let's start talking about... Who this game is for. Chat says so, Xbox is fixed. so It is fixed. Okay, that's good go. news. Um, let's start talking about who this game is for. Now, uh, this is we're actually a great tandem to talk about From's games. Mm -hmm. Because I'm kind of on one side of the spectrum, and you're kind of on the other. You're a fan of the games. You like them. You enjoy them. I have struggled to really get into them. I think between the two of us, we're like the Wonder Twins on these games. We represent pretty much everyone who has ever thought about playing From's games. Um, and I guess I'll start, and then I'll turn it over to you. And I would say that this game is absolutely far more accessible than any, at least for me, 
far more accessible than any From game that I've played before. As far as me being able to spend time playing the game. In From's prior games, I would have got to Magritte and I would have quit. Because, and because there was nothing else to do. If you couldn't beat mm-hmm. that boss, you can't go There's through no the rest of the game. no further progression. Yeah. In this game, you can just leave. Mm-hmm. And there's stuff to do. Now, I would argue that the stuff that you end up doing seems okay at first. And after a while, it starts to be feel really repetitive and dull. Um, I have spent some time just on the horse, just riding as far as I can ride. To yep, just see stuff. That. Yeah, to see stuff. And, like, you know, I mean, it's... This is not unique to Elden Ring. It's an open world thing I like to do. I like to jump from checkpoint to checkpoint. And I'm I do like, that too. And I'm like, as soon as I see that gold thing in the distance, I'm like, I'm going to get to that side of grace. I've and been like, doing that yeah, too. It's, I, I like to see how deep I can go in enemy territory, especially when I realize, Before that, I, especially when I realize I have no business being here yet. Because you jump off and you fight one enemy and you're like, and you're like oh. oh no, oh <laughs> yes. But, it's, but it is kind of fun to even just ride past them and just get to oh, yeah. sites of grace so that then you have fast travel points for right. later on. So there, there's some value in playing this game beyond just fighting the bosses. I do believe, ultimately, though, this predominantly is a boss rush game. How many bosses did you say there are in this game? Uh, I think there's like 80. That's insane. Obviously, most of those are optional. Yeah, but. yeah. Because there's only, what, eight main bosses you have to beat? Something like that. Ultimately. I don't know. I mean, there's more than that, but like there's like there's like eight or nine like main character bosses, and I think there's more you have to fight between things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, only a, a fraction of the 80 are mandatory bosses. Yep. So in conclusion, I would say that prior From Software games for people like me were essentially worthless. I'd play a couple hours, and I'd be like, F this. This game has value for people like me. Even if maybe you get good at it, and you end up becoming another Matt, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you're like me and you're like, I'm probably not going to dedicate 80 hours to of my life to this game to try to get a, real, a lot better at it or start to understand or go on YouTube and watch videos or go on Google and search stuff. I don't want to do that for a video game. I saw someone tweet something like, I already have a job. I don't need another one. <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of how mm-hmm. I feel about this game. It does feel like work to me at times, but... Even if I had spent $60 on this game... That's how I feel and, about MMOs. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Even if I had spent $60 on this game and Bandai Namco didn't send us review code, I don't feel like I would have been cheated at this point. Like, mm-hmm. I almost feel like I've already got enough out of it that I would have been okay paying for the game. Yeah. But I do not think that this game is going to drastically change the minds of people like me. No, I think some people... I've definitely seen some people who have come around on it and, and are like, finally, I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's going to be less common than people are just like oh this is the same thing um because it is uh and yeah i mean i would say that just because it has kept you playing longer at some point i would suggest when you've got some distance from it to start over with a sword and shield i build think it would probably help me and learn how that works yeah. um because it is easier it is you know just when i you know the fact that i can stand there and i can you know now at this point i can probably i could probably go up to i mean i can't because he's dead but if I go up to uh, Magritte or Madrid, whatever his name is, and um, we've probably been calling it wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Episode. I don't remember. I don't remember what it's it is. So, it was so long ago. Our I apologies him. if we've been calling him by the wrong. We name. have been, I'm sure. I yeah. just don't remember. But like, I could probably tank like eight or nine hits from him now. Yeah. Um, See, I'm still at two, and I'm done. And like with the fact that you know, because that's the other thing you gotta re- you gotta learn. And there's things like that that I didn't know early on. Like I was like, okay, early, when I first played Dark Souls, I was running around with a shield, and I'd block with a shield, and I'd still get hurt, and I didn't understand. Like, mm-hmm. oh, how come I'm getting hurt? I'm blocking it with my shield, and it, you know, it turns out that there's a protection stat on the shield. And only the shields that have a hundred protection block all the damage. 
So like if you have a one that says like 87, you're going to let 13, 13 or 14, 13% of that damage through. Yeah. And so like I didn't know that game doesn't really tell you that. It's just sort of you got to infer it. And so now that I know, I'm like, you know, and that's one of the things with like with shields. One of the reasons I've used the brass shield forever is because it's 100%. It has a strong damage potential if I need to hit somebody with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I infused it with a barrier ash of war so I can have an invincible block with it. Like it's just, I haven't even upgraded it. Yeah, I, I just it just blocks all the damage. It's what I need. It doesn't weigh too much. And like, I get other shields. I'm like, oh, that shield looks really cool. I like to have that on my character. And then it's like physical physical block 67. I'm like, well, then yeah. you're useless to me. Like I, you know. Yeah. I need I I play with 100% blocking and like the fact that you can sit there and tank it is a big deal and it they, is but it's work to find this out to yeah. find out all this information like anecdotally um, Paul George who is a really good basketball player for the LA Clippers he bought the game and he went on Twitter and he's like Elden Ring what do you think and he didn't even say like what his experience was at all he just said Elden Ring what do you think mm-hmm. and obviously his followers are all hardcore basketball fans they're mostly casual players and the vast majority of them were like f this game like mm-hmm. one guy said if you can beat the guy on the horse you can cure cancer <laughs> like and it was interesting to see all these people who had got sucked into buying the game because mm-hmm. of the review scores and everything and all the social media chatter and everything were like, holy F, like, what the hell is this thing? So I do not think that it's going to convert people. Um, but for someone like me who I feel like I have I have strived to try to get mm-hmm. these games, I can see the differences in the changes. And I did enjoy this far more than almost all of them. Yeah, I think you, I I think you particularly are having a different experience than you would have if you'd never played one of the, any of the previous games. Yeah. I, I I have played this more than any other From game. The only other game that I played even close to it was Sekiro. Um, mm-hmm. so and Sekiro is a very different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the advantage of Sekiro, and one of the things I do like about it, is that uh, you always have, you know, you start that game with everything you need in your toolbox to beat the final boss. All the way to the end, yeah. Like, you have enhancements and other skills you can get to, but... The, the, the baseline character never really improves to the degree that a character in these games does. Like you're yep. you're fight, you're a much more powerful character, you know, fifty hours into this game than you are when you start. And Sekiro is basically and that's one of the reasons Sekiro is harder, is because you have to master everything. If you don't if it's like Sekiro is the purest get good. Of all the but from games, but for me the combat in that clicked for me more right, than because any it's other snappier one. and faster, and you you don't have to worry about leveling up some weird arcane system. Right. You automatically have the tools you need to beat whatever you're up against. Yeah. Whereas like with this, you know, there is get good or whatever, but there's also just like get twenty more points in strength and kill it in four hits instead of twenty, right. and like you yeah. know up your upgrade your your sword and like you know that's 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 different. It you matters, know? yeah. Um, you know, and Sekiro I think was a purer and it's, you know, again like I think I come at these from a fighting game background a lot, and Sekiro was a purer fighting game uh, sort of pedigree in that regard. I think it's still here in these. You know, like when you talk about like oh I can't cancel into a block, I'm like. No shit, you're throwing a fireball. Like I can't cancel out of a fireball and block in Street Fighter. You know, like you got to commit to the attack. Yeah, or... I'm talking about my spear. Yeah, but spears too. Yeah, like you can't cancel out of a roundhouse kick. You know, like that's that's a commitment. Um, 
you know, and and there are ways, you know, not I don't know if it's in there. I haven't used a spear in this game, but there are other some of the other games like do let you sort of put the spear up, put the shield up, and have the spear out and poke people with it while you're blocking. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this game does that. I would imagine it does because it seems to do just about everything else. I should actually add a footnote to my final. And this guy of this. is overwhelming the first time you see him. Like he's, he's a hard ass. Yeah, these guys are the demi-human chiefs. Yeah. Yep. Um, one note I would add though to to kind of my summation of the game, I would not tell my casual friends to buy this game. No. So I, I have a big crew of friends in Philly who all play games, and they always ask me, "Should I buy this? Should I buy this?" I would not tell them to buy this because they would be really mad at me when I showed up for my fantasy football draft in <laughs> August. They would be like, "Bro." I flush $60 down the toilet. They just would mm-hmm. be. They will do exactly what we said earlier. They will come to the horse guy, get their ass handed to him 20 times in a row, and be like, I hate Shane, and turn it off and never yeah. go back to it. This definitely um, kind of raises the debate again of, like, is a 10 out of 10 game, does it have to be for everybody? Right. Is a 10 out of 10 game something that you should, it should does it have to be something that you're willing to put in the hands of anyone who likes video games? I mean, I found so many issues with this game. It would have never got well, anywhere that too. close like, to a 10 out of 10 is, for me. I have definitely <laughs> seen more weird things in this yeah. than I have in, like, Horizon. Just the drawing yeah. and everything is almost, is more than enough reason the technical, for The fact that none of the technical issues and certainly the frame rate problems were mentioned is very weird to me. It is odd. Me. Now, yeah. part of it, I think, is just, like, it's a lot easier to just give this game a high score and not get the death threats yeah. um, that, yeah. they, that you're going to get for giving it less than 9.5. Because I've um, seen some people being treated really poorly, and there are people who really liked the game, who gave it a high score, yeah. and you just see them getting ganged up oh, on. Oh, any criticism of this thing is going to get you attacked. For So what's going to happen to us after this episode goes live? I don't care. I mean, I think we were fair to it, though. I don't I think, think we were. I, mean, I, like, I like it a lot. I'll tell you something scandalous. I like Horizon Forbidden West more. Oh, I um, as as far as what I, enjoying playing a video game, Horizon is head and shoulders yeah. above this game for me. I mean, I put sixty hours into this thing. It's not like I don't yeah. like it. I don't put sixty hours into anything I play for yeah, this yeah. show usually, but like I put about that much time into Horizon too. And I mm-hmm. look if I had um, if I had not had to play this for the show, I would have probably just kept playing Horizon and gotten to. Uh, this game, you know, a few weeks or months later, after uh, the stuff had been patched up and uh, more strategies were available online. Okay, so here's a here's a comment from our chat, and I want to hear your mm-hmm. take on this. This is from Ashes in the Hourglass. Who cares about the technical aspects? No one is going to play Horizon in 10 years, but Souls games will be played for decades. That's bullshit. <laughs> Souls games will not be played for decades because better than that, dude. Souls games will not be played for decades because there's going to be another game and another game and another game that come out. Matt, do you think that there is a bigger franchise where the fanboys are more? I don't even. I want to be very careful with the words I use here, where they're just kind of delusional about it. Final Fantasy, maybe. They're not as they're not as aggressive, but they are. They're up there. Also, if you want to go outside gaming. There's a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, talking sports fans and soccer sports fans. Sports fans, Star and, Wars. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all yeah. that. But no, like that kind of shit is just, it <laughs> doesn't on, help Ashes, anybody. You're better it's ridiculous. Than that, dude. And you know who's going to I've seen p- him in our chat every week. And you know who's going to play Horizon in 10 years? Me. Me. Because I really like those games and I'll what go back the to them. hell kind of statement Ridiculous. That? Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I love you, bro. You're in our chat. Like, every I get week. it. Horizon is a, is, is a single player kind of one and done thing, but like, um, and I'm sure Twitch streamers will, if Twitch is still around in 10 years and we're not all desperately looking for water in the desert, um, <laughs> like they will still be playing these games as sort of, you know, in the same way that they're speed running, you know, 
N64 games. Like, that, you know, some stuff just lasts forever. But, like... But these declarative statements... I definitely care about the technical issues because... It does, why in the world does the PS5 not run this game at 60? Rock solid. Why not? Yeah. Like, Horizon Forbidden West runs at 60 in performance mode, and it looks vastly better than this. And it's doing the open world thing, and it's doing giant... You know, giant characters is not doing anything that this game isn't doing. It's doing, it's doing way more in a lot of places, but it's still optimized better. It's still technically vastly superior, and and you've still got the situation where things are like the fucking online didn't work in the Xbox version. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, they've screwed up the Xbox version of their ports for these things for like five games now. Like, they're, they're, the yeah. the slack this company has cut is ridiculous. It's Zelda level stuff. At a certain point for me, I just look at it like, am I having fun playing this game or am I not? In which mm -hmm. game am I enjoying having playing more than the other? And it's Horizon. It's, to me, way more fun, way more polished. Every element of the game is handled. There's The graphics are amazing. The story is amazing. The writing is amazing. The voice acting is... You can't just say that that stuff doesn't count because it doesn't bode well for the game that you like more. Yeah. Like... It's kind of like stop the count, count the votes. Like mm -hmm. it's like yeah, when it fits your the, narrative. Like what? At what point in the last ten years has anyone suddenly said that frame rate doesn't matter? <laughs> and in especially a, like, in a game like all this. of a sudden it doesn't matter because the frame rate in Elden Ring is bad on the. So consoles. is he also admitting now that it isn't like take a lot? You don't have to get good because <laughs> the frame rate doesn't. No, they're matter? all admitting. That. I mean, there's people. <laughs> there's an argument I saw online today uh, where people were like saying that like if you do, if you use exploits or you use too much magic, you didn't really beat the game. And so now they're 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 gatekeeping how you play, yeah. even though one of the, the the appeals of these games is that you can play it any way you want. Yeah. Like like you can you know almost every build in these games is viable in some way. Skeetle Juice PSN makes a good point. There are some Nintendo fans that are like this as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where they're just like, it doesn't matter that there's no voice acting in Nintendo's games. It doesn't matter that there's no story in Nintendo, no, Nintendo's games. It does matter. Yeah, it does. But you know what? Uh, I will give them this. Nintendo makes sure everyone can play their games. That is true. Yeah. They're accessible. And Nintendo's games tend to be technically pretty rock solid. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. There is an hour in about 20 minutes on Elden Ring. And mm -hmm. I still feel, Matt, that we could have continued talking about oh, yeah. the game. Could've keep, could've keep and going. that is a pretty good indicator that the game's pretty good. Yeah, game's really good. That it good. could generate discussion between you and I for this long. It also helps that we're kind of on different ends of the spectrum with the franchise. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think we had a healthy discussion. Yeah. I think everyone's kind of sides were... We're addressed. Anyone have any questions for us about I mean, this before we move on? I mean, I do really like it. It's like, I'm still going to keep playing it after we're done here. But I'm like, wondering if I'm going to keep playing it or not. I think I probably I'm going to finish. I know I'm going to finish it. I finish these things the usually. The problem is that I don't March like it better than I don't like it better than Sekiro and Bloodborne. Yeah. But I do what like are, it. What is your favorite from game? Sekiro. Sekiro? Okay. Um, Sekiro and Bloodborne are my favorites, partly because they are snappier and faster. And Bloodborne, in particular, re rewards aggressive play, which I like. You know, if you get hit and then you do hits back, you get some of that life back, mm -hmm. which I like a lot. This, I, I mean, look, I like open world stuff, so I, of course I like this one. After mm -hmm. I got kind of in the groove and figured out how it, how the open world in this one talks, you know, because yeah. early on I'm like, I was like, yeah, there's just a camp here and a ruin here with a bear in it. Like, who gives a shit? But then like once I've, oh, you go, to, you can go down this thing and this is okay. And there's like, it was all dungeon down here mm -hmm. and there's all that. Once I figured out kind of how it was laid out in that regard, there's a lot more to find. And I like that. Um, and started riding around and finding the variety because early on it's also just like a bunch of fields yeah. and eventually you start running to like weirder and weirder areas yeah. and was, that's that's really cool that was the fun of just riding yeah for sure the as riding you is... go until you... <laughs> and sometimes like you're riding along and something just jumps out it just kills you oh yeah it's like oh 
It's like, oh my god, it's raining wolves. Comes like, up out of a bush and just like takes your head off, and you're yeah. like, whoop! I guess I rode a little too far. And then you kill the horse, and like you just sort of end up on your back, and you're like, well, I guess that's it. Guess, like, <laughs> and I'm not coming back and getting these freaking runes either. Yeah. Oh, I always come back for the runes, or just turn a corner. It's like dragon. I had to go back. You gotta go the other way. Um, or just finding like I, that's one of the things I like is finding like weird little things that end up like there's a couple things that ends up like teleporting you places like traps or like things. It's like go here and touch this, and it's like oh suddenly you're in this place you don't know where you are, and you're like oh I'm trying to play very powerful things and I need to get out, and that becomes sort of like a weird like cannonball run like out of the horrible high level area to get back to somewhere that's safer. Um, which I guess I could, pro- but also like I could probably just teleport out to like another state of sight of grace, but at the same time I'm like really want to open some fast travel points up here just to, just in case I need to come back. So it's like that, that risk reward comes into play again. And I really like that. Like, that's a lot of fun. Like I appreciate the intricacy of the level design of the maze that like the dark souls games do, mm-hmm. but this is a, a very satisfying way to do it too. Like I wouldn't, if they, if they do another game and they don't do an open world, I'm not going to be particularly disappointed. Like, I'll be glad to play another game. that's more in the, the standard dark souls format, but I would like to see them continue to build on this open world idea. I hope doing. to God they keep making games this way because I will probably not go back and play it if mm-hmm. they go back to the old style. I can't, this thing sounds like it's selling substantially better than the... Mm-hmm. And part of that is because you've duped a lot of people that don't know any better. Yeah. Uh, so. There's a lot of broken hearts over the weekend. I, 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 saw, <laughs> I saw a thread on Twitter that was just like... Um, Photos. It was just photos of used copies they've already found in GameStops <laughs> for fifty four ninety nine because someone already sold it back like uh-huh. a day later. All it takes, honestly, is a couple hours. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or you know, if you'll it's figure it out pretty quick for sure. Um, Ashes is trying to up is trying to uh, one up his prior comment with this new one. Shane, stop trying to like these games. You either bend to their will because they never will bend to yours. What kind of comment is that? Why do you want to discourage someone from playing a game? That's the that's the new narrative from like the really toxic souls bros. Sometimes is like, just admit it's not for you, and you you want to go play baby games. Basically, oh, I see. Um, oh, I got like it. that's the angle on that to some degree. <laughs> and it's just, and look, it's fine to admit that a game isn't for you. Like it's yeah. it's you know it's like yeah, but like. Um, and I'm sure if you, I don't were, like if you weren't hosting, right? But I'm sure if you weren't hosting a show about you know the major releases of video games every week, you would not. I probably to play would these. not yeah. have played it. Yeah. But like, it's kind of required. Like, you can't have yeah. this discussion if you don't play it, and it's I do. Good for me to go out of my comfort zone and try new things. It's good for every. It's good I mean, for technically, every one of you. Technically, I to should leave play. Your comfort uh, zones. Technically, I should play Madden every year. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't. No, that's okay. You've played Madden before. Like, I played. Yeah. You get but, it. Like, Although I will say, like the thing with like the canceling and stuff, like to my ear, having like a veteran of these games, when you complain about not being able to do that, it's like if I and I'm going to get this wrong because I don't know anything about football. It's like if I picked, and it's probably a wrong thing, but I, I feel like if I picked a nickel formation and was mad that I didn't get the blitz. Okay, like it's just not what that does. Yeah, like you know, you, no, you got to pick that. your defense. I understand that, but there's one franchise left that handles combat like this. Well, now there are some clones that are coming out. I don't even no, know. A lot they, of them do. And do also, they have canceling though the clones. Some of them do. Uh-huh. Uh, and the fa- and well, depends. I mean, this is straight out of like 2008, 2009. No, uh, okay, this is where I'm going to stop you because it's a, partly it is because they were made originally then, but also it's a valid choice for a combat system. I'm not saying it's invalid. Um, I'm just saying that most developers every have moved fighting, away. Every fighting game is like this. Like you have to. That is Are how. Is there no move cancels in fighting games? You can cancel some stuff, and some games, like a lot of the like the the. Um, 
uh, Blaze Blue and stuff like that, they have cancel mechanics that like are bar driven. Like you can only cancel certain things kind of thing. Oh, got um, but that is how you get hit in a fighting game is recovery frames. Mm. Like you can't yeah. block until your move has recovered. And if you throw the wrong move out at the wrong time, you can get yeah. punished. That's what a punish is. Yeah. Like so that is and like, yes, there's a different there's a different dynamic in place because when you're playing against a human being in a fighting game, you know that they have legitimately realized what your mistake was and punished you for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if a CPU boss in a Dark Souls game is doing that, you're kind of like, okay, did you do that legitimately or did you just instantly know my input was going to be wrong so you loaded up the exact right, right thing to hit me? Like, that is a thing. I mean, that's true of playing the CPU in an SNK fighting game, that's too. Those fuckers, yeah. those fuckers are impossible. That's the Dark Souls of video games <laughs> is trying to, trying to beat those SNK bosses halfway through. Yeah. Um, there's one I can't remember the name of it. There was an SK like, like but thing there is a that reason. I have li- I've literally never gotten past the mini boss because they they do that all the time. There is a reason that pretty much every other developer has moved past that though for action games. I'm not gonna I, and it no, works here. And I don't I, think I, that's I, true. I can totally though. appreciate that some people like it. There's just a reason there aren't many games that do it anymore. It's partly because it's easier to do it the other way. And because that way you get less people complaining and because it ex- it expands the audience. That's the thing is, you know, and there was... An inter- to me, it just feels more reactive. Like, I'm actually in I control don't agree, of the character. I, I just don't agree with that at all. I feel completely in control of these characters because I know how they work. Like, that's all it is, a learning I don't. curve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, because you don't you haven't learned how it works yet. I and do like, know how it works now, and I just But you don't haven't like learned it. how to do it. It's okay if saying. I just don't like something. I know. I can understand how it works. And just but not like it. You can, but you're sitting there saying that like it's primitive, and like they. I do think else, it's primitive because it's I not. played games like this in the early aughts, and it's I have not a- primitive. You just aren't good at it. No, it's oh god, here we go. Now you're pulling out the get good bullshit. I'm not calling about get good. I'm like just say you don't like it. You okay, don't have to say. Let's that it's move primitive. on. It's, the, it's time to move. You don't on. have to say that it's primitive. It's not. It's just a choice. And if they made but if it, it's, but why haven't other people done it? Why has everyone else abandoned? Because it? it's very hard to do it and not make it feel bad and not make it unbalanced. And from more or less nails that balance. It's a very hard thing. And you have to be really good at hitboxes. And a lot of them are not. And look, even From can be bad at hitboxes because the launch version of Dark Souls 2 had terrible hitboxes. So you can fuck that up, I too. I just like feeling like, like I'm in control. Like, I don't like hitting a button and then have it. Here's the thing about these games is I know I'm going to die like three seconds before I die. Because you already know that I've you've overcommitted. Yeah. That you've hit the button one too many times. And you've hit that button one too many times, and then you sit there and you wait to watch that lunge. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. Well, you I could prefer, not overcommit. I prefer games like Devil May Cry or Ninja Gaiden, where it just feels like attack, attack, block. And it's there. It's attack, 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 block. Attack, 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 block. And it's just this flow of the combat. like, And it's just two of one and one of another. And I don't... I don't think it's right for you to say I'm like not good at it, and that's why I don't like it. That's not but you true. Are, but, but I just prefer this other style. If if you're constantly complaining about failing at it, I think it's fair to say you're not good at it. But what I'm saying is, I don't feel like I am you don't, failing at it though. If you're constantly dying, you are. Everyone's dying. The the catchphrase of the series is "prepare to die." Well, it's not just series. me. <laughs> right, on, and I dude. die too. But like, I don't get upset about. Good I don't Lord. act like it's a failure of the game that I'm dying. I didn't say it's a failure of the game. I said I don't like it. Right, but then you go back and say that it's like no one else does it because it's primitive and it, and it should be done differently. No, I, did, I said no one has done it for a long time. Why is that? And I think it's because, in large part, you're trying to appeal to more people. Right, because people like, don't like it. <laughs> tons of people like this. Well, 
not as many as they could. I mean, Miyazaki just did an interview, I think, yesterday where he doubled down on like, we're not going to add an easy mode. We're not going to make them any simpler. We're not going to change how it works. We like how it works. That's how. I, and look, these games, I mean, it looks like Elden Ring is going to sell more copies than the previous ones have just because of the, the momentum they have coming off the George yeah. R. R. Martin and the publicity. But these things could, you know, they sell about five million copies. They could sell 10 if you added some accessibility features, but they have, From has chosen not to do that. Mm-hmm. I Do I think that's a, I mean, if their business model decides that's okay, okay. I mean, I think it's dumb. I think there sh- probably should be. I don't think anything is taken away from these games if you add an easy mode or accessibility options. Whatever. Every game, almost every game I have ever played has an easy mode and I have never used them. And it does nothing to my experience. Yeah, I've seen articles about people like, how would you change it? I think it's very simple. You just lower the damage lower output the damage. of enemies. Yeah. That's it. That's all you have to do. Up your damage, lower the enemy damage. Yeah. That's if it. If you can let me take Six hits from a greet. I can beat him now. Yeah, but I can't because that's really the only, that's really the only difference when you level up, right? Right. I mean, both you can absorb more damage. You still got to memorize the patterns, but you just right. have a few more chances. Yeah, right. You, you have a bigger margin for error. And I don't see what that takes away from anybody. I don't either. If you're as long as your ego isn't riding on whether you can beat a video game or not, like. I've, I have friends who really want to play these games, but their hands, you know, they have either disabilities or problems with their hands or they don't have reflexes for it. And they just, they desperately want to play them and they just can't. They've tried and they can't, you know, like, you know, it, it's just like, why exclude those people? Yeah. And, and it's like, look, if it's Miyazaki's choice, then it's Miyazaki's choice. But I don't understand why you've got these fan base people running around saying, like, if you can't play it, just play something else. Well, no, they don't want to play something else. They want to play Bloodborne. Like because and you go bang on and on and on about how great these stories and the lore and the art and everything is and it is so like why can't more people experience that and you just don't pick that easy mode yeah why it's, is that impacting you that, a lot that, of that's it is the gatekeeping thing. and ego it's huge and gatekeeping identity and ego. it's ridiculous and all that crap I did ask people for questions and we just kind of ignored them so I just want to go back very quickly and make sure I haven't missed anything um, it is easier when we have a PC here where we can check stuff yeah I didn't I don't miss the iPad. <laughs> yeah, it's a pain in the. It's a pain in the. The ass, Dark man. Souls of of chat yeah. live chat. It helps Matt too because the screen's right here and I blow it up. Yeah, big, I can so. keep an eye on that over there. I mean, sometimes I, you clue me into that stuff. I mean, I can see it on on my phone. But like, I will say this: I feel like the Dark Souls fans are some of the most toxic fans in gaming right now, just in general. Yeah, I mean, like they just seem very angry. I mean, I'm sure it's a thing where it's like they're just the the toxic ones are loud. You know? Yeah, but like, I mean, I'm sure most people who play these games don't care if there's an easy mode in there. Like, I would never notice if there was. I mean, now, I would notice because there'd be tons of press about it, right? But I would never notice. If you just quietly put an easy mode in Dark Souls, a patch, I would never notice it's there. Now we have Minority Games in chat saying, oh, since I told people to try new things, he's going to try cocaine. Like, that's called a slippery, slippery slope fallacy and is not an actual valid argument. Okay. Um, that's the problem. What is going on in our chat? That's the today? problem with Dark Souls. Are, you guys at least have lost your freaking minds. Today. The problem with Dark Souls at least a heroin. <laughs> exactly. Um, Saber Juno, Shane. I wish I could be the coach to your little Mac and train you for Souls games. That's gonna happen. I'm gonna do Shane versus Elden Ring. Yeah, you're I still think, doing that. Yeah, the episode I think is on Saturday. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Sifted Games for the exact time. But I think the stream's gonna happen on Saturday, so just a few days away. And I will absolutely listen to all you guys. So please come and help me. And don't be douchebags. Some of y'all are being douchebags in our chat today. I don't know why. You guys get all fired up about these games. It's crazy. Um, 
But I will note. I will notice one thing. You have not complained about the stamina bar once today. Because the stamina bar has been really revamped in this. Because well, because that class in particular, that class doesn't have it. But also the stamina. You don't have to worry about stamina it. regens in this game like that. Like that class so in fast. particular. As soon as you stop, zap. Oh, they all do that. Oh, yeah. they all do. Oh yeah, I I can get my. Yeah, I got huge. I stamina. thought it was the class. No, I got there is class. Okay, again, I swear to God, this is what people mean when they say listen to us. Classes don't matter in this game. It's literally just an arrangement of stat numbers. It means nothing. You are not locked into anything. It doesn't change how your stamina works at all. Like all the stamina thing only gives you more. Like when you put in points into endurance, you just get more stamina points. The re- regen is identical speed, as far as I know, unless maybe dexterity pumps that. I'm not sure. That's another hidden thing, maybe. Because some of the games, yeah, there is a way to regen more stamina depending on what what thing you put points into. But um, like I've got a huge stamina bar because I use sword and shield. And, like, if I stand back for, like, half a second, I've got almost all my stamina back. Like, the stamina is very forgiving in this game. Probably because it needs to be because there's so many enemies and everything happens so fast. Um, whereas, like, Dark Soul, the other Dark Souls games takes forever at times. Um, Grimshaw Rocks says, would you have liked a true co-op mode? And why is there no cross-play? Yeah, I mean, I would love to play this whole game with, some, yeah. with someone else. It still does the co-op thing where it's only in, in the area you do it in. Is yeah. That, right? Which is and the still multi- pretty cool, though. And the multiplayer, like, it's you have to really choose to involve yourself in it. Like, you like you don't get invaded at random unless you activate that feature. Yeah, I've never been invaded because I didn't turn it on. Yeah. So, yeah. I haven't really messed with that too much. I did put the ring on that lets you be pulled into other people's worlds if they need help against an invader, but that hasn't. I haven't actually been pulled in any worlds yet. Um, Schneeky says, what's up, Schneeky? Um, did you see the nonsense with Huber saying it takes away from his accomplishments if I complete his hard game on easy? I did not. I'm guessing that's Huber from Easy Allies. I didn't see that at all. Look, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Uh, I'm not going to say someone's, you know, a douchebag. Uh, I guess he got, he got upset because, uh, Sifu got it. They got its easy mode. Oh, gotcha. Which Uh, again... I mean, I, I think I established that I like Sifu a lot. I do not care in any way, shape, or form if someone plays that game on easy. I do not understand that mentality at all. That is completely alien to me. FF Master C says you can respect your points. Yeah, I've seen people talk about that. I just don't know how to do it. Yeah, I'll Google it when I get home. I didn't know if you could or not. Um, okay, that's great. I think I saw earlier in chat that someone said that they donated... A significant amount of money to us today, and I can't find it in chat. Um, thank you. If that's indeed, they said that they had not been like doing Twitch Prime or whatever, and just decided to just give us a big chunk of money. That's awesome. I'm sorry I missed. I lost it in here somewhere, and I want to thank you by name, but that I was, can't uh, find it. Furax seventy five. That you're right. That's who it was. Furax seventy five. Thank you, man. It means a subscriber the since the pre-release days, but I missed so many Twitch Prime free subs, so I donated $100 to the website. Keep it up. It's all love, baby. Thank you, man. That makes a big difference for us. It Luckily, really the does. iPhone scrolls forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one cuts it off at a certain yeah, point. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. It's bizarre. Okay, we got to move on. We're going to sound like the Micro Machines guys getting through the last five topics. Yeah, there's your two hours on Elden Ring. <laughs> well, I guess we talked about TGS. Yeah, we talked about other stuff, too. So anyway, we do need to move on. We're going to talk about the brand new Pokemon game that was just announced this week. There was a Pokemon Presents that went down. Uh, The brand new Pokemon game is called Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And Matt, it appears that it is following in the footsteps of Arceus. Um, It is a little interesting, though, because... Hmm? 
Yeah, it's going to have, it's, according to Nintendo, it's going to have an open world. But at the same mm-hmm. time, Nintendo said that this is the first time that we're trying like an open world concept, mm-hmm. building on the concepts of Arceus. So I'm yeah. not sure if it's like going to be, because Arceus was kind of an open world, but really wasn't. Yeah, like, it's open area. I mean, it's sort of like, I mean, they've been kind of building it. I mean, even Sword and Shield had that. Some, you know, they're big, big, big areas. open areas, yeah. Um, so I just assume that this is sort of. My guess is that this is basically just building on what Sword and Shield did, and they're in they're invoking Arceus because like Arceus sold really well, yeah, like, and, and was re- well received. So you want yeah. people to associate this with that because there's no way it's building building that much on Arceus because it's the main it's the main series. Yeah, here's so. Nintendo's exact quote actually: uh, Trainers can explore an open world where various towns with no borders blend seamlessly. That's a, that's a difference. It is blend seamlessly into the wilderness. Pokemon can be seen everywhere in this wide open world, in the skies, in the sea, and on the streets. Um, it will have different uh, players will have a different outfit depending on which game they are playing. Trainers will then choose either Sprig Sprig I can never say this Sprig Atito, the Grass Cat Pokemon, mm. Fuacoco, the Fire Croc Pokemon, which I think looks like an alligator made out of an apple, <laughs> or yeah. or Quaxley. The duckling Pokemon, which looks just like Donald Duck. It's a white duck. Yeah, I've seen the evolution things where it's like, <laughs> it evolves to one of the nephews, and then it evolves to like Kingdom Hearts Donald. Yeah, that's a little weird. Um, yeah, how do you feel about this, Matt? The game, to me, looks awful, graphically. I mean, it looks about like what we expect at this point. I think point. it looks worse than Arceus, though. Um, yeah. But it looks better than Sword and the Shield. Like, they is... show a Voltorb in this trailer, and they're kind of close up to it. And you can see, like, the angles yeah. on the... <laughs> it's supposed to be round, and it's really it's not made out of I mean, it's, it looks about, like... Yeah, so look at that just... right there. Look at that shot. Look at the... Yeah, look at the NPCs, or whatever the hell they probably call them, back in the background walking. I'm at. almost... I'm surprised that there's, like, shine on the, like, the electrode. And stuff, you know, like, on, on the snake scales and stuff, like... I mean, it's Pokemon. Like, no one expects it to look particularly good. When can we start expecting it to look particularly good? Maybe it's my question. I don't, I don't think ever. <laughs> really? I think Pokemon's just always going to be you think like. Relatively, way... it's always going to look yeah. poor. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Because it's all it has to look like. That's a shame. But yeah, this game does not look particularly good. I do think that. I mean, it's... it looks pretty good for a Pokemon mainline game. I mean, look at that Switch there. It's just that was pretty good. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's live action footage. Oh, um, I thought it was Horizon Zero Dawn for a second. Here's the other part of it, Matt. It's coming out late this year. Yeah. How do you that's think a that? Surprise. that do you think that's going to cannibalize the sales of Arceus? No, I think Arceus will have been out for most of the year. Do Pokemon games not have legs like that? I think Pokemon games generally do, but like Arceus, you just don't know what it's going to do. Like it's, it's, it's sold a, very it's a well. Separate, so far. It's a separate series. Yeah. So you know, it's Pokemon Legends is a different yeah. thing. So I'm and you don't think it'll burn people out though? And no, they're like, man, I already spent eighty hours playing Arceus this year. I don't know if I can do no. it again. No, because this is Pokemon. This is the main series. This yeah. is not the same gameplay. So. Huh. It's it's interesting to me that casual players can't pick up on stuff like. This Elden Ring game is by the same people who made Dark Souls, but they can pick up on, okay, this is the mainline Pokemon, but Arceus is like a spinoff. <laughs> well, because the po- mainline Pokemon games are named after colors. They're so always, they, yeah. That, they blank and pairs blank. And like, yeah. yeah. You know, it's fine. Um, 
So you don't think it, it'll affect Maybe if either... they turn the lights on more often at Game Freak, they would know what graphics are supposed to look like. <laughs> so you don't think it'll have a negative impact on either game? You don't think it'll no. hurt the sales of this game or no. Arceus? No. Interesting. I think you got enough distance. The, the, the thing I would be concerned about is if they're putting a mainline Pokemon game out in like November, uh, I'm, I'm going to call it now. Breath of the Wild 2 is next year, if that. Don't say that, Matt. Like Please I don't know, don't I don't know where that. you put Breath of the Wild too. If if you've got a Pokemon game there and you've got Xenoblade in September, how can they not release it again this year? Someone, so I saw was a Twitter thread or a Reset Era post. I can't remember what it was, but it was somebody who made the excellent point that the second Zelda game released on a system sells about half as much as the first one. Hmm. So it would make business sense to hold Breath of the Wild for the next system. And only ever release one Zelda per system till the end of time? Maybe. <laughs> that seems crazy. You'd think. I mean, it does take them way too long to make Zelda games. It does. Like it, no it, denying if it. If you're going to... And I, clearly, they've thrown a lot of time, effort, and money into this one. So if you... I mean, it makes... I mean, I'm sure it would be available on Switch and Eventually. the next one. Yeah. You know, like, Twilight Princess was one of the ones noted. It sold, like, 8 million copies because um, it was a launch thing. Um, but then uh, Skyward Sword sold something like three, mm-hmm. and all of you know, the, the, and the, the the I think the biggest drop was Spirit Tracks from Phantom Hourglass, but that was probably because both of those games are terrible. Yeah. Um. Uh, the other the other big drop was Ocarina to, to a Majora's Mask, um, which is again a strange not one to one comparison because Majora's Mask is a very different game from Ocarina, but Ocarina is probably the closest comparison in terms of just the revolutionary sort of atom bomb of like you know shook the industry kind of thing mm-hmm. that breath of the wild was for whatever whatever I, I, breath of the wild and elden rings the appraise of both of their open worlds have some things in common in terms of like have you played an open world game in like seven years right yeah there's not really any yeah but um breath of the wild i think we can more or less assume that breath of the wild 2 is not going to be a like you know majora's mask was kind of sort of a hard left uh, from what Ocarina was, Majora's yeah, Mask was a very that weird that game. Comparison really holds yeah. up for I mean, I mean, that, but well, it it does to some degree in the sense that like people kind of were had to buy stuff a little more blind back then. Because I know I wasn't an evangelist for Majora's Mask. No, I don't like that game very much. Yeah. I like I like the 3DS version a lot better because they added a lot of quality of life stuff. Yeah. But I have found it repetitive and irritating most of the. I know yep. it's like a big favorite in the in the Zelda fan base, but I thought it was just weird and annoying. Yep, um, me too. And uh, but it sold like barely half of what Ocarina did. Um, so, you know, correct or not, I can definitely see Nintendo's sort of anal- analysis saying, like, well, if we want this thing to sell Breath of the Wild 1 numbers, we got to put this thing out as a launch title. Mm-hmm. So, and we just saw that NVIDIA stuff uh, today uh, with like some code name that apparently is the same as the switch hardware chip oh i missed that actually. yeah that I was like so it. it just i think it was probably on the way while you were driving here uh, actually okay. um it was like the, the one of the is it some chip chip listing thing and one of them is the same chip code number as as the switch one but it has a, a two on it or something oh. so people are assuming that that's the the switch hardware oh and so that like people are saying like okay next year 2024 probably huh. um don't so. say that matt <laughs> I don't know where you put Zelda if you've got Xenoblade and Pokemon. Nintendo, it's okay to have a great Q4. It really is. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to like cannibalize each other. Like 
people will buy both if they like both, and no one's going to buy only one or the other. I mean, if there's but, one major release you could get away with sort of putting out without impacting other Nintendo games, it probably is Pokemon. Yeah. Because Pokemon's sort of its own thing. Yeah, I mean, people um, just buy it no matter what. It's but really and it's not like people are going to, like, not play Zelda because they got Pokemon. Right. Or vice versa, really. Yeah. But... We just got to convince Nintendo of this. Oh, I do. You don't want it to come out. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I wouldn't mind playing it this year. Yeah. Um, but I'm at just the same, about my fantasy at the team. same time, I wouldn't mind playing it on better hardware. Right. So yeah, I can understand that. Kind of, kind of split on that one. Um, also, with this event, they announced a new update for Arceus. Um, <clears throat> trainers will begin investigating mysterious mass outbreaks of Pokemon that are popping up all over the Hisui region. Is that how you say that? Oh, Hisui. Yeah, I Hisui. think Hisui. Yeah. Uh, players will also have a chance to battle powerful opponents like legendary Pokemon and Wardens, adding yet more options to the Pokemon battle experience. Uh, the production of an online animated series is also coming that's set in the Hisui region, and that's already begun. The series will feature an original storyline, and that's coming in later 2022 as well. Um, I believe the Arceus update is already live. I think it actually went live the minute that they announced it in mm. the uh, Pokemon Presents. So, and then they're doing some other stuff on in Pokemon Go, but I haven't. I've deleted Pokemon Go from my phone about like three or four months ago, uh, so I'm good on that. But overall, Matt, I would just say that I'm happy with the direction that Pokemon's taking. Yeah, because I think we were both afraid that the next one was going to go back and it was going to be, oh, now I'm capturing Pokemon. I'm going to have to go to this other screen again and they're not going to be out in the open world. And Yeah, I mean, the open world's there. Like, you know, they're building that with Sword and Shield. But, I mean, the main thing is that the, the gameplay is going to still be the standard turn-based, like, yeah, yeah. you know, cut away from the open world to go to the battle screen. Kind of, you know, It's not going to be Ar- Arceus where you... Oh, you don't think so? Oh, no, not at all. No way. Oh, really? This is a no standard... one knows yet. They haven't shown This is a standard footage. Pokemon game. You are not throwing Pokeballs in real time. I guarantee you. So you think they're going to go back to the old style Absolutely. where you capture 100%. Pokemon I, in any, this separate... I will bet you any amount of money. Absolutely. This is a mainline Pokemon game. That sucks. That's absolutely what they're doing. That would really suck, people. There's no going back now. It's so much better. I mean, than maybe the way they for do the I mean, maybe for the next one, but this one was in parallel development of the Arceus. They were never. They're not going to do that. Wow, that would be really again. Pokemon Legends is the series where you're going to be throwing balls in real time. Pokemon is going to remain Pokemon. I hope you're wrong. I am not because I'll tell you what. If it, <laughs> it, if you are right, I don't know if I'll play this Pokemon. I mean, you played all the Pokemons. You played all the Pokemons. Yeah. I don't know if I'll do it again. After I mean, playing Arceus, it changes. It changed everything. Like it's just absurd that they would go back to the, an inferior system. I get it. Like it's the brand or whatever. It's what people expect from. If they the were franchise. gonna, if they were gonna revamp the series into being that, they would not have called Arceus Pokemon Legends. They would just call it Pokemon. Hmm. Okay. We'll see. I hope you're wrong, though. Usually, I hope you're right, but then in this case, I, I am one hundred percent certain of this. <laughs> okay. there's, there's no way they changed it up that much. Okay. So anyway, that's the latest update on Pokemon. Again, coming in late 2022, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And there's an update to Pokemon Legends Arceus out there right now. Get on it. Let's move on. We're going to talk next about PlayStation Spartacus, which is PlayStation's response to Xbox Game Pass. At least that's what people think it is. It appears that it is. Um, Some reporting. Weird code name. Yeah, I mean... I am Spartacus, I guess. Is that everybody's, <laughs> I supposed, guess. everybody's supposed to stand up and say that they're, <laughs> they're PlayStation? I don't know. I guess. Um, according to VentureBeat's Jeff Grubb, who breaks so yeah. many stories... He literally seems like he breaks a story a day. Mm-hmm. 
it's I feel like people are maybe just going to him just because they want the information out there now. Yeah, I mean, he's a... He's and they a, don't want to go through the pomp and circumstance of doing a press release and all this other crap. Yeah, it's a lot easier than leaving a laptop open on a plane. So. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but he seems to be getting scoop after scoop after scoop. I mean, he's kind of leaving Schreier in the dust at this point. Schreier seems to be leaning more into, uh, like, deep dive sort of expose stuff. Labor and like disputes. Kind of labor disputes and, and sort of the the more the, 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 the gears and pulleys of the industry, which is good. Someone needs to report on that Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they're not writing handwritten quest logs for Elden Ring. Jeff gets the game-centric scoops. Yes. And it's not just... It seemed like for a while he had an in at Xbox. Mm. But he's starting to get scoops now from all over the place. So it's interesting yeah. to uh, see. Schreier, I think, has moved on to more... Um, honestly, more news reporting elements yeah. of the industry. So, yeah. uh, And he's the only one doing that. So it's, that's we good. We need him. Yeah. Yep. And he does and, a great job. And Grubba sort of stepped into that As long as he's role. not talking about Elden Ring. I yeah. <laughs> That was weird. <laughs> Go make your own. Make your own quest log. It's like, oh no, it's good that there's no quest log. Well, then why did you tell me to make one? <laughs> if it's good there's no quest log, why do you need? Why do I need to make one? Why am I doing the work? Why yeah. don't they put it in the game anyway? Uh, he's usually on point, but in that case, he was way. Yeah, wrong. that was a that was a not his shining. That was moment. someone who's been playing a lot of that game and didn't had lost touch with reality for a second. <laughs> I, I think, think so. I usually like everything Schreier's doing, but that was that yep. was not a great moment. Um, but anyway, Venture Beast Jeff Grubb says that Spartacus will have three tiers. He's, he's confirmed the pricing for him. Uh, the essential tier, and I'll be honest with you, he's always been right. I can't think of too many things that he's reported that have turned nah, out I to can't, not be true. Can't think of anything major. Certainly yeah. not anything like this that he just yeah. you know. Um, so the essential tier is for ten bucks a month. And when I first heard that, I was like, wait, the lowest tier is 10 bucks a month? And then because, you know, there are rumors flying around that this is going to replace PlayStation Plus. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, like $10 a month for PlayStation Plus? That's insane. I spend $60 a year for it. But people are saying that already, if you just buy a monthly pass for PlayStation Plus, it's $10 a month. Hmm. Isn't that insane? Really? Yeah. Instead of being like five or six dollars a month that you pay with the sixty dollar, my fear is they take away the sixty dollar option mm -hmm. and they force people into this new Spartacus system where everyone has to pay at least ten dollars right. a month. I mean, you remember when Xbox tried that? Right, it was a disaster. It lasted about two days. Yep, and they're like, nope, everybody can still pay sixty bucks for Xbox Live, and I was very thankful for that. Uh, so anyway, the essential ten dollars a month, and that's basically what you get with PlayStation Plus right now. Mm -hmm. Um, extra is for $13 a month, it adds all the downloadable PlayStation Now games. Mm. This is so weird how they're doing Me. this. <laughs> right. And then the premium for $16 a month, which Jeez. is by far the most expensive, way more than anything on yeah, Game Pass. Two, almost $200 a, month, uh, a year. Yep. Adds game trials and cloud streaming. Ugh. <laughs> no, thank you. Why would you break up the downloadable and the streaming part of PlayStation Now and put them in different tiers. Probably because the streaming requires more uh, overhead infra cost. infrastructure and overhead, yeah. Yeah. And oh boy, is, is that not anything I want to pay extra for? <laughs> like, wow. Like, there's, I mean, there's nothing in those higher tiers that has any interest for me. Me either. If this reporting is accurate, bum, bum, ba -dum, yeah. well, it has no chance. It has no chance. No. It's, notice still no word on... For that's... I mean, if that converts to what PlayStation Network and PS Plus becomes, and I have to subscribe to it for online play and sort of, like, I guess I'll do the lower tier. But, like, yeah, I don't, that doesn't, there's nothing in there that makes me go, oh, that's a good idea for me. Like, it's. No. I mean, let's be honest, Matt. Until Sony commits to its first party games being day and date on whatever this service ends up being, it has no chance to mm -hmm. compete. 
That's the it's yeah. it's not even well, about splitting up like game downloads versus no. game streaming. It's about am I going to be able to play God of War on day one if I give you sixteen dollars a month? Right, and if not, why am I giving you sixteen dollars right. a month? Like, why wouldn't I go give Xbox fifteen? Yeah. Why don't I just not spend any <laughs> well, of it? Everything's downloadable, and I'll just buy God of War. Right, because I'm not waiting for that. Yeah, I. I don't know what Sony's doing. It it looks like it knows it needs to compete with Game Pass. Sort of, but like, I, but I it's not it, willing to do I what think, it needs to do. I think it's different. I think, I think they don't know if they need to compete with Game Pass or not, but they know that they might have to. So they're kind so of they hedging have to their sort of, bet. That it feels like they're putting something in place, but they're sort of hoping they don't need it. You know what I mean? Like. Because look, like yeah, Game Pass has been a, was a great move to sort of like give appeal to a subscription subscription service and a big library of games that Xbox could offer at a time when Xbox was simply not putting very compelling stuff out on a regular basis. Yep. So they involved a bunch of other indies and a bunch of third party stuff, and it kind of became a really nice tapestry of games you could download day and day. Sony does not have trouble putting out compelling content that everybody buys in the millions on the first day of release. Yeah. So they don't really need a game pass in that regard. Um, and they don't seem to have a lot of interest in it. So this feels like they're going to kind of make a head fake in that direction. But if they don't, turns out that their stuff holds steady and they don't need it to like fend off some like real move by, by game pass in some way, I feel like they're not going to really, it's going to be another PlayStation now where it sort of like sits there in the back of the menus on the PlayStation and you never really think about it again. Yeah. Um, I've struggled to see a lot of value in it personally. Um, I could understand someone who doesn't have an Xbox or a PC maybe finding some value in it because they don't have access to game pass. Yeah. But that Otherwise. seems like a really limited audience to build all this for. And it doesn't really seem like they're building a ton. It seems like they're just sort of rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Pretty much. Uh, place yeah. the PlayStation now. You know? yeah, I mean, that's a good way to put the whole splitting up of the downloadable games versus the stream. Mm-hmm. Of, that literally is rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Um, yeah, I just... Xbox has such a huge lead at this point, too, with, you know around 30 million subscribers. Yeah. I mean, I'm no business expert, but I feel like the smart move here is for Sony to keep doing what they're good at, right. which is to put out really good, compelling first-party content that people buy day and date and not worry about the fact that Microsoft is giving Gears of War away. It's okay to leave PlayStation now up yeah, and maintain it for people who want sure. it. I mean, you spent all that money on Gaikai. You might as well do it. But I think the last figures we got were less than 5 million subscribers to PlayStation Now. Mm-hmm. If I, I think, remember correctly. I think a lot of people don't realize PlayStation Now exists. So, yeah, because like, as you said, it's like buried in your it's menus. Just not put, well, because it's not an interesting service yeah. either. Because like the other thing about it is like... PlayStation is not at a problem getting people to buy their stuff. Like part of the compelling thing about Game Pass was like, oh, there's a bunch of Microsoft exclusives that I didn't feel like spending money on, but I'll download it and play it if you want to hand it to me, sure. Yeah. But Sony stuff, like when you when I look at like the place, you know, when they did that thing, it was like, oh, you get the instant PlayStation library with the with the PS Plus on PlayStation Five. I owned all those games already. Yeah. Like, it didn't do me any good because I already had them all. Yeah. And, like, because it's not day and date, I'm still going to buy them when they come out because I don't want to wait however long before I get to play Horizon or God of War or whatever it is. So, like, what good does that do me? Like, unless it does day and date, uh, there's no no use to, uh, for that service for me. And there's no real reason for Sony to go day and date because their software sells. Yeah. So, we're, you know, what are you doing? Like, you know, like... I'm, it's not. I don't think that's just a matter of me being happy with the system as it is. I think it's just like Sony 
didn't need a Game Pass because they didn't have the same problems Microsoft did. And while, you know, this is sort of that sort of weird, you know, business capitalism thing where it's like, oh, this other, our competitor is having success with this thing we're not doing, so we should do it too. It's Sony FOMO. And that is how you get the DC Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And nobody wants You're that. right, though. It does feel like Sony is like, oh, we're being left out of this. Like, yeah. we can't just let it go unchecked. But it's, I feel like it's it too just late. Doesn't, it doesn't feel like it fits their business model. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that's not, like, it's bashing Sony. Like Xbox so- needed and that's Game not, Pass. Yeah, that's not bashing Sony. PlayStation Sony's doesn't need right. Spartacus. Sony yeah. has... Sony has a continued string of success. Like they didn't need, cause game pass was kind of a hail Mary, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't, and need they that. caught it and they did work. I mean, it worked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. Sometimes that sometimes crazy works. Work. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, but like, I don't feel like you need to directly compete with that because it's, you know, you, I, I, I see what they're doing by getting that, those pieces in place because the concern I think is Microsoft, Microsoft is in the near future going to start putting out really compelling first party stuff with all those developers they bought and Sony needs to be able to be ready to be agile if they have to be to compete with that if, if Game Pass becomes a, a force with those developers too and somehow there's some kind of thing where people just expect their big important interesting games like Starfield or Elden Elden Scrolls Elder, <laughs> Elder Scrolls 6 or whatever else yeah, Val, whatever. I never actually noticed how closely yeah. those names those names are One's a ring, one's a scroll. They're totally different. Um, the, uh, but, you know, if it becomes a thing where the mass audience starts expecting, well, how come I don't get God of War for free when it comes out? And I got Starfield. Yeah. Like, Sony's got in a position to, like, adjust if they have to. But for now, I think it's better to make all these millions off your full-price launch day game sales than to, you know, buy it. I think this is just, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're, putting, you're putting the defenses on the beach but you're sort of hoping you never have to use them. Yeah, that's a good analogy, actually. Um, yeah, but as of right now, I would not get too excited about Spartacus. I think it, I think this I am plan- not Spartacus. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Yeah, I think just out laying out the plan for you guys just did that organically. I, I haven't heard too many people saying that they're excited about the prospects of Sony's competitor no. to Game Pass. So. What Sony needs to do is let people buy PlayStations. Yeah. Like, it's, I know it's beyond their ability. You know, there's nothing they can do really. Yeah. It's just it's a bigger issue that goes beyond even the game industry itself. But like, it is insane that we're sitting here like a year and a half almost after. I mean, that ship shortage. You're not going to see that alleviated <laughs> until until next year. So I mean, we'll probably never see. I hope we'll never see this again in our lifetimes. At least ours. Mm. <laughs> Some of you watching, you probably will. But for Matt and I. <laughs> Probably not. Wait till we run out of helium. That's when it's going to get real interesting. <laughs> you can't super cool anything. Yeah. Yep. Without exactly. Hi- I mean, you could do it with hydrogen, but guess what? What the problem with hydrogen is? It's explosive. Yeah. <laughs> it's a- just just a tad. Yeah. Just a little. Highly. Yep. Uh, so anyway, there you go. That's the latest update on Spartacus. We keep waiting for PlayStation to actually talk about this. Everything we've learned about it has been just rumors and leaks i mean that's sort of sony in a nutshell these days it kind of is yeah um but maybe we'll get official work from sony in the not too distant future it seems like around e3 time might be a good time yeah to... what would have been e3 time yeah, or, or maybe, maybe during... may like they they do tend to do like a big something in may that's yeah, true. Like they usually do they did a, the big horizon mm-hmm. you know presentation in may they did the big last of us 2 presentation in may um so especially since they've left e3 yeah so uh yeah um, i mean it could be a game i mean probably i would say say i'd probably get a god of war thing in may oh for sure but, like uh, a big demo first real like chunk of gameplay stuff like yeah. that yep but this could be in there somewhere in like june or something like that yep okay let's move on we're gonna talk next about fallout new vegas 2 hmm. 
Did you hear about this, Matt? Yeah. Just that it's like very early. Like we, you know, as long as we're both owned by the same mega corporation, we might as well talk about it, right? Yeah. So was this also Jeff Grubb? I don't remember. Who or was it? I didn't see the original. I just saw people talking about I it. I made the mistake and did not put attribution for this in my notes. So if somebody knows, because I want for the record for it to be recorded in the show, who actually broke this story, because it takes a lot of uh, gumshoeing to get stuff like this. So I want to give credit where it's due. The person who reported this, and we'll clarify uh, that in a second. Oh, that's yeah, saying, yeah, it was it Jeff Grubb. Okay, good. Um, he's saying that right now there are talks going on about Fallout New Vegas 2. Mm-hmm. And those talks are going on with Obsidian. Mm-hmm. And who made Vegas Who made Vegas, Vegas 1. Um, and the concern at the Xbox slash Bethesda camp is that there's all this IP... And they don't, I don't know how this is possible, they don't have the bandwidth to get them all done. And so Mm -hmm. they fear that the Fallout franchise may end up sitting there for literally like 20 years, Matt. Because according to Grubb, there's a 10-year plan for Starfield and then a 10-year plan for the Elder Scrolls Mm -hmm. Six. Which leaves them wondering, like, when do you get to Fallout? Yeah, so, I thought about that. Like, Fallout 5, if you if you leave it to Bethesda's internal main team, like with Todd and those guys, you're probably looking at the 2030s. Right. Do you think that that Bethesda A team needs to let go? Yes. Yeah. I mean, especially, I mean, look, when as soon as they brought in Starfield as an idea, you had too many. Three is too many. Mm-hmm. You have to be, even, you know. I mean, Insomniac, some could argue that two was too many. Yeah, I mean, uh, sure. Um, certainly, I th- it seemed like too many when Fallout 4 turned out to be what it was. Um, and after Fallout 4, I am more than willing to let anyone else take a shot at that. And, you know, 76 was an out of, partly out of house, but they were, you know, involved. Um, I think this is the best move for Fallout. Uh, give it to Obsidian, you know, New Vegas. Uh, I am not as much of an advocate for New Vegas as a lot of people are. Me either. I don't um, like it at all. Uh, I, I found it a little... Uh, I, I replayed it during the pandemic with a ton of mods, uh, and I liked it a lot better because it was fixed and it didn't crash all the time, and, and a lot of the, the quests made more sense because with the unofficial patch with it. and So um, so I liked that a lot better. Uh, it's it's still a mess if you play the vanilla version. Still? But, oh, yeah. They never... They never I thought wor- they had fixed, it ever, fixed everything. They didn't fix much, much really? of it. Really? Well, because they had a huge falling out with Bethesda because right. they didn't get paid. Right. So, like, they, Which... Yeah. Oh, what the hell? Like, how does Bethesda not pay a studio for work? Because their their Metacritic score was one point lower than the agreed score for the bonuses. That's insane. It was like 77 was the target, and they got 76 or something like that. It wasn't even the bugs. Which makes you wonder why Fallout 76 is called Fallout 76. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, I don't know if that's true. I don't remember if the... I might be getting the numbers wrong there. It wasn't even but, the bugs um, that turned me off of, from this game. It's that... The first, like, five hours are boring as hell. Mm-hmm. You're, like, trapped out in this, like, crappy desert, like, environment. It's very bland. And, yeah, like, I, I appreciate the, the we're going to do a Fallout where you are not someone coming out of a vault for yeah. once. But they did not find a particularly compelling angle <laughs> for it. Alternative, yeah. yeah. Um, but I did like it. and I Once do... you get to Vegas, it picks yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, it's got some of the most interesting quest lines, and it has, you know... It's it's got a difficult. Although you know, Skyrim has this too. Skyrim doesn't get enough credit for doing the same thing New Vegas did in the sense that like you've got the two factions to side with, mm-hmm. and like I don't like either of them. <laughs> like this, <laughs> um, yeah, there's traditionally in Skyrim I have generally sided with the Stormcloaks, yeah. But for some reason, 
I'm not super into a, a group of homegrown terrorists who <laughs> sort of like rebel against the establishment anymore. Yeah. Um, and have big fuck off beards. But uh, in New Vegas, it's the Caesars Legion and the New California Republic, and they're both horrible in their own ways. Yeah. Um, and you sort of got to decide. Oh, I mean, you can piss them both off, I guess. It's going to make a lot more fighting for you. Um, but I like that Obsidian never makes anything simple in that regard. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I would argue Obsidian has improved a great deal. Oh, for sure. Since Fallout New Vegas. For sure. I mean, the, I, I would never have thought they could put something together as, frankly, as polished as the Outer Worlds was. And as quickly as they did And it. fast, yeah. 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 Um, they've come a long way from the team. I mean, I know it was partly Sega's fault, but like the, the, the team that made Alpha Protocol. Which uh, yeah. is just one of the most. I know it's got some of the most impressive branching in any kind of like but choice that's game. All it's but got. holy crap, that game sucks to play. Like, it is it's, crazy. What a mess. Yeah. Um, but you know, very you know, Obsidian is a very different company and a lot of different mm. new people now. But like, they do tend to they have a a tradition and a a pedigree of of storytelling that I think uh, fits Fallout better in a lot of ways. If they were given the time and resources to make these things finished and complete so i would very much like to see a new vegas too uh, although i should actually uh caveat on that i don't think i need a new vegas 2 no. but i would like to see obsidian do another fallout game that's that what make, that was you know my what I mean? next question to you was yeah. should obsidian cr- be creating fallout 5 instead of Fallout? that's new what vegas? i mean i would like to see it take place somewhere in place somewhere else we haven't seen yet or some why different- not have they has Bethesda not played the Outer Worlds? Like that mm-hmm. is about as close to Fallout as you can get without oh, yeah. getting sued. That like is absolutely. I mean, and the tone is, can do it. The tone is the correct evolution of the tone that Fallout yeah. used to have. Like Fallout has not evolved its humor or its tone under Bethesda. Really. Yeah, it's true. And You're right. That's an Obsidian, I think, could do that in the way they did with with Outer Outer Worlds. Had that sardonic element that Fallout feels like it's just pantomiming now. Yeah. And I think uh, Obsidian just gets that in a way that Bethesda doesn't seem to. Again, Bethesda's A-team, I feel like, needs to let go. It needs to yeah. be like, you know what? If we, we can't do this, yeah. but we can't let this IP die. Right. If, and if, if one, if you're going to get let, let go one of them, obviously we haven't seen Starfield yet, but clearly that's their baby or whatever. Yeah. If you're going to let go one of them, Fallout's it. Because I think that's the one that that, that that A-team has the weakest grip on. And there's also um, a proven studio that can do it yes. already. No yes. one's proven well, that some... they can make Elder Scrolls. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust Elder Scrolls with somebody else. No, really. that's what the A team should we'll be doing. S- we'll see what Avowed is. I mean, arg- mm-hmm. it's true. Arguably, Bethesda's A team should just be making the Elder Scrolls. In my mm-hmm. opinion, they when they finish, I mean, look, I'm not six, gonna... They should start right on the next one. I mean, I'm not going to argue with Starfield because I, yeah, that's, that's it looks in my interesting, wheelhouse. and I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, we don't, but we don't really know anything about it, do we? No, um, still. But yeah, like the, I mean, the fact that it's going to take. I mean, by the time by the time Elder Scrolls Six comes out, you're going to be probably looking at at least 15 years since Skyrim. Like that's a generation. <laughs> like, Imagine that's that. a human, not, not even a hardware generation. That's a human generation. Think like, about that. You played Skyrim. You were 15. Now you're 30. you're playing the sequel when you're 30. Yeah, that's crazy. That's Kingdom Hearts time. <laughs> it's almost to the point. Good thing that they're and I'll tell you this much. Games. Cause... I'll tell you this much. That game's combat better be fucking great. <laughs> You know it's not going to be. Of course not. It's going to be the same thing. <laughs> like, we're going to be lucky if it's not on secretly on Gamebryo running some shell of another engine around it. Do you think they should make Elder Scrolls smaller? 
Because I'm like, I hear stories of people that are like, you know what? I just played Skyrim last week, and I found something that I had not found mm-hmm. after I had played 400 hours of the game or whatever. That's happened. I mean, I, again, I played it again last year, and I played Fallout 3 again, too. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting, because I've tried to play Fallout 3 a few times, and I bounced right off it, and I finally got back into it last year. Um, but yeah, Skyrim, I found some stuff in Skyrim I'd never seen, but part of it was because I think it was added for, some stuff was added, I couldn't tell it was something that was added and something that I'd never seen before, because I've seen a lot of Skyrim. Yeah. Um, I think, I think Skyrim's about the right size. Yeah. Um, but I, I just want, as long as you take me somewhere new, yeah. I got you know, and I, uh, again, it's kind of hard to like sort of argue with like how Elder Scrolls Online has really expanded the world and showed yeah. you a lot of different places and stuff. I just wish it was more fun to play. Um. Me too. But, uh. Yeah, I mean, I hope this is true. For a long time, we thought we were never going to get another Bethesda or Obsidian Fallout game because they were so mad at each other. Uh, that and, is interesting how they're both under the same roof. Yeah, now, now you're kind of like, now Microsoft <laughs> is sort of like, okay, kiss and make up. Pretty much, it's like bringing we the want two a fucking kids together game and you make here. them sit face to face and work it out. Yeah, yeah, um, and it could be very lucrative. I mean, if you let sure. Obsidian make Fallout Five, you've got another ten plus million seller there mm-hmm. that you would didn't have before. So I think one, it's I'm totally okay with and it's, I think it's doing big for Fallout the, New Vegas. I think they should do more. They and should I think it's big for the fan the base too. Like like the fan base is going to re- react very well to Obsidian being brought back on this. And if yes. you tell if you tell them like Obsidian's going to make Fallout from now on, like yeah. awesome. And they're there. They can work together on the game still. Yeah. Todd Howard can do a call once a month with them or something like that, and be like, well, that doesn't really yeah, fit. They do that. And and they that can, does fit. They can pretend like, to write things down and they can right. do whatever the hell they want. So. <laughs> it's, Get his rubber stamp out and stamp it and be like, okay, we're good to go. Like, I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I really don't think they're going to re- make a Fallout New Vegas 2. I really do. I just don't. No, I think that's just what you're calling it because it's, it's the second Obsidian Fallout. Yeah. And it may I'm, be a way for them to dance around the idea of, you know what? You should be letting us make Fallout 5. Yeah. And maybe you don't call it Fallout 5. Maybe you call it Fallout whatever the place it's set is. But whatever it is, it's going to be Fallout the next 5. Because it's not like Bethesda's going to get around to Fallout yeah, 5 we're not see, soon. Otherwise, we're never going to see another one. Yeah. I may be dead before another Fallout comes out. And I think it's I think it would they would be smart to call it Fallout 5. Yeah. But, like, they may not. Yeah. That might be Just a sticking, out of respect. That might be a sticking point for Bethesda. That's true. Which, they're going to have to get over it. Because it's just what's best for them and best, best for their company. Uh, but anyway, that's the latest on the Fallout franchise. And I it def- ain't their company anymore. <laughs> it's true. I definitely like Fallout more than you do. I think that's one franchise where I mm-hmm. enjoyed a little bit more. The modern ones, yeah. I mean, I yeah. love Fallout from back in the day, but yeah. like, I thought I think uh, I like Fallout Three. I still like Fallout Three. I really don't like Fallout Four. Just lost me completely. I really enjoyed it, um, um, but it was a little more shootery. It was, <laughs> which I, makes sense for me to like it a little more than. It's fine, more yeah. Than I, I don't like that very much. I didn't think the shootery and stuff really gelled properly but my main thing was i thought the story was incredibly boring i I was not compelled by any of the narrative and i thought the i really i wanted that game to have like a mass effect style dialogue choice system forever and then they just did it wrong yeah like none like so many of those choices have nothing to do with what the character then says and like it feels like you're working blind half the time with that it just didn't work and the dominoes don't really fall either no they don't it's like the decisions that you make don't really have a big impact on the overall story no. arc and like and it doesn't even try to f- trick you into thinking no. you do it's like <laughs> like it's like at least you make an effort to fool me like the bioware games do but like <laughs> right. no it didn't didn't really didn't do that try either. yep so anyway that's the latest on fallout um think we'll hear anything about that at e3 i think it's too no, early it's they're just in preliminary soon. talks 
Get That's Hellblade out E3. first. Like, let's just, yeah. you, you got a first wave of shit to do first. Like, don't and worry Starfield, about Starfield for that matter. Four, four years out, which yeah. isn't that far away at this point. Starfield. No, we're starting gotta, to get a little hype for it. I hope. Yep. We okay. Play that instead of Pokemon in November. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, like I played enough Pokemon with Arceus. Like, I don't think I'm going to be ready to play it again in like four months. I, I don't well, know. It's a little, less, a little more than four months, but yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. March, like eight April, months. May, June, July. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Okay, maybe I will be then, but probably not. <laughs> I know it doesn't seem like it, but we're only two months into this year. It's, I know because so much has happened yeah. in the first two months already. So many games have been released. Yeah, a lot did of you, stuff came out. Did you guys watch Dossier? Do you for remember? March? When, you remember yeah, when Dying Light came out? Yeah, that was I know. like three weeks ago. It feels ago. like it was like months ago. <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen March is insane. There are ten legitimately big games coming out in March. Hmm. It's, Are you so, counting Shadow Warrior Three? <laughs> that's I'm gonna have to pass on it. I actually wouldn't mind giving it a go. But that I'm not that thing's got review, pretty good reviews. I, yeah. was, I was shocked. I think it's an underrated franchise. I have a friend in Philly who loves it. Like for whatever reason, it's one of his favorite. Franchises. I remember the first one on on Mac. I played it on Mac back in like the the nineties, back yeah. in the day. Not uh, not too politically correct. No, uh, they couldn't make that game now. It's really like a Doom clone, really, at this yeah. point. Yeah. Well, it was. I think it was built on the Duke Nukem engine back, yeah. in the, back at the time. Vincent actually asked a good question. Is Obsidian doing too much? Because it's it's working on Avowed, Outer Worlds two, and it's still working on Grounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obsidian's a bigger company than you think. Yeah. They got a lot of teams. That's in there. still a lot on the plate, though. It is, but I think that would be something that, like, you know, look. On a 20-year time scale, anything is faster than what Bethesda can do. So it wouldn't surprise me if basically once the team that's doing Avowed finishes that, you put them on yeah. Fallout. Yeah, to Vince's point, I believe anything Obsidian does with Fallout would wait until after those Years. projects are yeah. Yeah, wrapped up. We probably wouldn't see that fall until after Elder Scrolls. Yeah, that's but probably... that's better than waiting another six years after Elder Scrolls. I'll tell you what, though, like a year if after they Elder do Scrolls. make the decision that Obsidian is going to make the Fallout games going forward, I also wouldn't be surprised if Outer Worlds Two is canned, and no, they're like, "No, so. you're making Fallout 5. No, I don't think so. Really? No, I think I think we'll still get Outer Worlds Two. Hmm. Okay, we'll see. Uh, all right, let's move on. And I hope we do because I think a sequel to Outer Worlds could be something really special. And you could have that team sort of alternating Outer Worlds Fallout the way Bethesda would alter Starfield Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. We're going to talk next about the future of LEGO video games. WB Games just lost the exclusive license for LEGO video games. We've already heard rumors that Take-Two has signed the IP for a series of sports games. Visual Concepts, I believe, Mm -hmm. is making a soccer game. Yeah. There's a couple other ones that are in the works. So right now, everything Lego seems like it's up in the air. And one thing I'm willing to admit right now is that I am a complete noob when it comes to Lego. I The only connection I have with Lego is every Christmas when I buy stuff for my nieces and nephews. But otherwise, I don't know much about it. I'm pretty ignorant to Legos and the pricing of Lego and <laughs> what sets really sell well and like what properties resonate with lego mm-hmm. fans and i know you have a great understanding of it so what do you see in the future for lego games what do you think is going to happen with the ip do you think that they're just going to have like 20 different partners all making different games how do you think it's all going to play out um i think they're going to stick with tt games for like the core stuff um and then I think they'll branch out for like the sports thing. I'm sure is a separate license. 
Um, TT Games seems to be sort of locked into the licensed and theme-driven stuff. So they're making the stuff that LEGO has licenses for. Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, uh, Ninjago, which is an, an internal. You know, they own that. That's their own creation, that kind of thing. Uh, and then you've got like Lego Universe or whatever was a different team. That was a different, you know, different license. Lego Sports is clearly a different license. Like they clearly have a lot of leeway in what they can, you know, Lego as a brand is not a singular license for video games. Um, so I think that will probably continue the way it has been. Uh, they're sort of branching out to try to like expand things. Uh, the Lego Sports thing may indicate that they're trying to do some kind of Lego Sports subline in the main toys. Uh, that's that can be hard to Lego is uh, the anti Ubisoft and that like nothing leaks almost nothing yeah it leaks. is really crazy um, the fact that that, that that Optimus Prime set leaked a couple weeks ago is very unusual unheard of uh, you don't usually if you're hearing about a Lego thing it's because they're gonna announce it in like an hour okay um, stuff goes up the day of you get emails sometimes and it's just like oh this is this is, I, this happened you know, it's already up for sale on on Lego.com like just it's already there. Um, and then, like the, you know, that stuff sells really. Star Wars stuff sells ridiculously well. Marvel stuff sells ridiculously well. Um, the rumor continues that they got the Transformers license. It's coming in, um, and like individual building, like Lego worlds and Lego universe and stuff. Like they do well. Like that's good stuff for yuck, younger kids. Like that, you know, mm-hmm. sort of a Minecraft alternative seems to be sort of where they where they sit with that. Or if you don't want to let your kids on Roblox, for God's sake. Um, the sports games is a weird move. Like, I don't know whether if, you know, I guess you could argue there isn't a lot of like sort of arcade accessible non-licensed sports things that like maybe you would want, like sort of just like a Mario stuff, you know, like if you're not getting a Mario sport, you could theoretically do a Lego version of that and sort of like get like a Mario strikers or a Mario baseball all-stars out of it. You know, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing, like arcade accessible family style multiplayer sports games. Like there's probably a market in there for that. Um, I'm curious to see what they come up with that with, with for that. Um, if it's going to be like dedicated for like you know Lego baseball, Lego football, Lego Lego, Lego soccer, or whatever, or if it's going to be like a Wii Sports thing where mm-hmm. it's like a collection of mini game yeah. things. I don't know what they're going to do with that. Um, be interesting to see if they can hold the the personality through that. Lego playing sports to me seems awkward. I mentioned I actually talked about this on Good Morning Gaming that the just the way that the Lego characters move. Because they have so few points of articulation, like they just move kind of awkwardly. I just wonder how that translates yeah, I mean, over in, to in animation. They just move however they need to move. Like yeah. there's a lot of squash and stretch with them. Like if you watch the Lego Movie and stuff, like they just move however they need to move. Oh, so you think they'll just not follow the the toys as yeah? Like, like in in Lego, the Lego movies, like they you know if they need they mostly go with kind of the Lego articulate. But if they need to bend their arm to pick something, like they just do it. You know, it's, it's not it's like Toy Story. Yeah, doing it real time in a game though, I just wonder how that'll. I mean, it's, it's the animation of a Lego character is pretty much a solved problem. Yeah, like, you can do they can do whatever you need them to do. Okay, they squash and stretch just fine. Okay. Um, the question is like, um, what's the hook beyond it's like you know like you get a bunch of yellow Lego men playing baseball or soccer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like okay, and and you know, what? Like, yeah. Like that's sort of my, you know. Yeah, is that enough? It's probably not. Yeah, it's 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 uh, without the licenses. I don't know if that's a huge draw, unless it's just you want a sports game that isn't going to be overcomplicated, like the official licensed professional stuff is. If they did somehow get the licenses, and you had Lego fied versions of pro sports, yeah, players, I mean, like like that Le- might actually like Lego FIFA would be a thing, or Lego NFL, where you have Patrick Mahomes Lego, and that I don't think will ever happen. Yeah, because NFL is too it's limited. Too complicated. It's not too complicated. It's too limited. It's only uh, the appeals only America. Yeah, and Lego's going to want to do something uh, worldwide. The NFL can be pretty douchey. 
Yeah, but even I, I don't even think there'll be an American football one because it's just one country. Yeah, like it's like the biggest like a, country though. Mm, no, FIFA FIFA's bigger. I mean, no, no, I bigger. mean the country that likes football is the biggest country that buys the most games. Yeah, but I don't know if that's going to translate into worldwide sales that Lego wants as a licensor yeah. because Lego is not American. Although so. I was pretty shocked to see that Madden was like the third best selling game last year. Mm-hmm. That was shocking to me. That franchise has come back for some reason, and I have no idea why because it's not got it's not become better. Yeah, it seems to be very word <laughs> it's of like word of mouth worse, and it's selling better. It's really weird. Mm. But anyway, um, maybe. I mean, the bread and butter of Lego games is going to remain these licensed things to me. And you think TT is going to keep doing these? I don't see why you'd take that away from them. They still do it really well. Aren't they owned by Warner Brothers, WB Games? Um, I thought they got bought by somebody. They get bought by somebody else. I think they are owned by WB. They were. Did they? I. Yeah, I don't know. And if that's the case, then how does that work, right? Because WB just made a big stink about how it lost the Lego license. Mm-hmm. So if it thinks it's actually going to keep making the game, lost the Lego license for what though? It didn't say. It just said it lost the Lego exclusivity. Hmm. I don't know. Like that could mean anything. Uh, Lego I mean, Ex- what else is TT Games going to do? It's all it's done for the last like fifteen well, losing, years. Losing Lego exclusivity is not the same thing as losing the license. Like that just means that other companies are going to make Lego games. Oh, uh, okay. So you would say TT will keep doing what it's doing while other companies are just. Providing their takes. Okay, on it's it. the, they let the movie rights. Oh, That's okay. It. They let the they act and actually chose to do that. Okay. They let they after the poor performance of the last two Lego pictures, Warner Brothers has let their movie rights to the toy property lapse. What happened to that? Because the first Lego movie was like legendary. Uh, the problem was that they put out another bad one between those. They put out the Ninjago movie, which the kids liked, but it did not have the appeal that Lego Movie did. And yeah. they took too long to make the sequel to Lego Movie. Was and it good? I never even watched it. Neither did I. <laughs> I don't know. That says it all, doesn't it? it the the time had passed. Basically. If you didn't watch it, they got that Lego Batman movie out, yeah. and that was all right. But like, yeah, that was pretty good. I think I watched that on a flight. Yeah, but yeah. like, they basically had to strike faster with when the iron was hot with that Lego. I mean, the Lego movie sequel was like something like five years later. It was just too yeah, it late. just seemed like it was quite a distance between. The and two. around that time was also when you had Spider Man kind of you know mm-hmm. into the Spider Verse sort of changed how what people wanted from that kind of anim- uh, Sony animation and stuff, and it just. It's a whole different thing, you know. It just it, it, Lego Movie was a moment in time, and they were never able to recapture that. That was the problem. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like so they don't have the movie license anymore, but they I'm sure TT Games still has the the games just fine. And someone said in chat that Warner does indeed still own TT. So. Yeah. And they clearly they have whatever deals are in place. Like Warner doesn't. I mean, they're still making Star Wars, and Disney mm-hmm. owns that. So. Yeah. And they're still making Jurassic Park stuff, and Universal owns that. You know, it's like you know, there's there doesn't seem to be a lot of company line problems when it comes to the licenses. Because I think Lego is the one who controls that, because they're the ones with those licenses. And Lego's just like you have the license to make Lego games. We want you to make the things we want you to make. And part of that is these licenses. And I hope that that ends up extending to Transformers at some right. point. Right. It seems like this is going to open the door to more Lego games, yeah. which there should be more. Yeah, well, think about it. We're are, getting one Lego game. How I mean, I there are a lot of Lego games, and like, like, I don't think this changes anything about the really? Lego games. No, like, and, you don't think we'll get more console Lego games from this? No. Well, no. we're already getting some. We're getting the sports games. Yeah, but that is like a new new move. Like this, a new brand. Because I don't. You don't think, think that, there's going to be more new moves? There might be, but I don't think it's going to change. It doesn't mean we're going to get any more of the games like this. I think we're going to get like 
weird spin-off stuff like Lego Racers and Right, but they're still Lego games. Sure. But like I don't care about them. Like yeah. but TT games is a particular like a boutique industry of their own. Like that they're gonna mm-hmm. make all those games like that. You're gonna get like Lego license slapped on another thing, like a sports game or a racing game or a you know God, a fighting game. Who needs that? Um, <laughs> it's actually you could build a pretty cool mechanic where as you beat the other opponent, the bricks fall off. Mm-hmm. And they, then when they get to the point where they're incapacitated, you win the fight. Yeah, or like building, you know, Minecraft definitely has made, you know, I think Lego Universe and Lego Worlds. And I mean, the, the, really the only... There's a lot of opportunity. I really like the, the only IP. Lego like kind of crash and burn has been the Toys to Life thing. Yeah. It just didn't last. Yeah. But that was also partly because that fad ended. It did okay while the fad was yeah, a all thing. Right, yeah. But... I thought that were, it was a good game. Mm-hmm. Like it was, a, it was a cool way to do things. Lego Dimensions. It involved a, like a dimen- yeah, it involved, I still have them all in the closet downstairs. They're all yeah. like, you know... It, you know, unopened and no the most of them are open are i played they? i played them i just don't know what to do with that them. stuff has not kept any value, oh, no I value kept a all. lot of those characters from like disney infinity and yeah. i had all that stuff like boxed up and i went and checked like ebay and like you can't even give that stuff yeah. away you're a long way from when that boba fett was worth like uh-huh. 60 bucks <laughs> yep. um, yeah i ended up just giving all that stuff away to again yeah, to I, my should nieces and nephews. I should probably i got rid of all my skylander stuff that yeah way. I gave away all that stuff too. I have a the, nephew who the actually worst still thing plays was, it. Well, the worst thing was I had so many Skylanders things I gave to my sister to give to my nephew, and then my nephew outgrew Skylanders before like she could finish giving it all to him. <laughs> um, so now there's like more Sky. So like the Skylanders have been like kind of passed on to like other people and other family. Like those, there's still Skylanders in that garage waiting to be waiting to find a home. Like it's just there was way <laughs> too much. Some, I still have some stuff in my. Closet they just too. flooded that too hard, way too yeah. hard. It was very silly. Yep. Um, and we'll see. You know, I, I do feel like the new Star Wars Lego game is going to probably raise the bar for what these things Looks are supposed like to it. be. So yep. we'll see how that goes. Um, I would I would imagine the next step for that would be to do a big revamp, similar sort of saga game for Jurassic Park because yep. that's that's going to end this year. Well, there um, already was Lego Jurassic Land, I guess is what it's called. Uh, yeah, but like I think you do like a one of all six movies. Yeah. You know, once the new one comes out. Yeah, here's out this a trailer year. for it here. I had forgotten about this, actually. And we even have B-roll sitting on the TriCaster of it, and I had forgotten about it. Mm. <laughs> so there was one already, but yeah. I mean, that IP right now is pretty red hot. It'd be kind of silly not to make a sequel to this. Yeah, You probably already have a lot of assets already just sitting around, and you have a good working relationship with the studio who makes the films, probably. It, makes, it just makes too much sense. So as a big Lego fan, are you auspicious on the future of Lego games? I mean, I haven't played a Lego game in years. I haven't so either. No, I don't really care. Yeah, I... I'm going to play like Star- Skywalker Saga, obviously, but like those games, I mean, I just felt like I'd done it all at a certain agreed. point. Agreed. There was one, the last one I played, the character select screen, I think it, I'm not exaggerating, I think there were like 60 characters. Yeah, easily, yeah, yeah. It was just this grid of heads that was like mm-hmm. gigantic. I think the Star Wars one has almost has like a hundred. Really, it's got every character you could possibly. Think. I mean, Yaddle is in that trailer. That's like true. any character That's you a good think point. of is in this <laughs> is in this game. There's no way. But like, look, and, and like look, Lego games do not need to really evolve. I mean, they're for kids. There, there's always gonna be more kids that love Lego, want to play these games. I don't need them to constantly innovate and appeal to me. It's fine. Like the mm-hmm. Star the Star Wars one looks like they're reinventing the wheel enough for me to be interested again. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, beyond that, like I don't know, just keep doing what you're doing. Like, even the Ninjago one was pretty good. Yeah. Really. That's the la- probably the last one I played. I got it for, like, five bucks. Seems like my nieces like Ninjago more than the yeah. nephews. Yeah, Ninjago is it crosses all lines. Uh, Does it? Yeah, it seems I've to. never 
seen it or watched any of it. I mean, it didn't exist when we were kids. So, yeah. so you know, but it's it's you know, ninjas. People love ninjas. It's ninjas and mechs. Like who doesn't like that? Yeah. You know, pretty good combo. All right, so there you go. That's the latest on LEGO video games. I do think we'll get some more games. Like, I don't think we have to wait, yeah. like, six years in between LEGO games No, anymore. I think this, the Star Wars game has been a weird anomaly, but I'm sure, you, you know, there's like, Jurassic Park's coming. You got, um, there's a point at which they probably are going to put out some kind of Harry Potter thing, or at least, like, when Fantastic Beasts finishes up. It makes too much sense, up. yeah. Um, and, like, you know, there's other stuff you could do. I, I, um... They've got more and more crossover stuff happening that makes it interesting to, to think about. Like, well, you know, Transformers want to be interesting if they get that license for shows. It seems like they did. Um, and there's always my dream uh, licensed Lego game, which will probably never happen. But I would kill somebody for Lego James Bond. Oh. Um, because the music is so key in how those games work. Like, you know, you've got great music in those movies. And you could do, like, a like six of the best movies. And, like, you know, you, know, you, you tell me you wouldn't love playing From Russia with Love in Lego. Yeah. With all the, with the music and like a little Lego Sean Connery and all this, that would be great. That, those would be that would be a great thing. Someone in chat said Lego Tetris. Lego Tetris. You know, you know, else I'd like to play Lego Ghostbusters. Yeah, they do have that license. What about Lego Minecraft? I feel like they've done that. <laughs> have they? I mean, my, aren't they competitors? Really? There are Lego Minecraft sets. Oh, there are in real life. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't. know They've that. had that for years. Oh wow, I had no idea. They got the. There could do. There's also the the big question of like, will they, will, will they ever do Lego Mario? As a game, yeah. Well, they did um, that, and then the the Lego Sonic the Hedgehog set just came out. Yeah, um, yeah. Is is a lot going on with it's the Lego? Crazy. Uh, Back to the Future. They did. It seems like the last ten years, Lego has just exploded. Yeah, like we they were around when we were kids, but to me, they were just one of dozens of toys that I like playing yeah. with. Well, they have they have just expanded and like kind of upped the ante in terms of the complexity of the high level sets and stuff. I mean, I got one of my only birthday gifts was that new AT-AT, the Ultimate Collector Series AT-AT, which is like $700. Dude, he has and a Star Destroyer downstairs. Yeah. It is... It's like four feet long. Yeah. <laughs> it's gigantic. The, and um, like that tall. Is that whole thing solid with lego or is it hollow on the inside uh that happened it's it, there's a superstructure under it okay yeah, it's like there's some there's some there's a lot of frame how much frame does it weigh like eight pounds oh that's not eight bad. nine pounds i thought it would weigh way more than i don't that. think it weighs much more than that. It's, oh, okay it's, it's, it's not nothing but it's yeah, yeah it's, it's liftable so the, and the, i mean the, here's the thing that cracks me up about the ad at so it's, you know, it's huge set like tons of, you know it's like 700 bucks like you know thousands and thousands of pieces it's like four feet tall it's like it's like to scale with the figures, you know, like mm -hmm. it's like the figures it comes with. I don't know. Where, I haven't built it because I don't know where I'm going to put it. Um, <laughs> where will you put it? I'll probably put it on one of the shelves in the front room, like yeah. library in the front room. That one's but, worth displaying um, for sure. Yeah, but um, the thing that cracks me up about it is you look at the box and it, like you know the little age recommendation. It says 18 plus. Can you imagine like a, like an 18 <laughs> plus Lego set. What does that mean? You need a high school diploma to complete yeah, this set. Like a 16 year old just wouldn't be able to handle GD it. GD yeah, isn't good like, enough either. You got to have the real McCoy. That's like this, funny. This is for college kids. It's like maybe the price is for like adults. <laughs> exactly. you know, like, there, maybe those ratings are like who can afford it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, so I, I, I've cooled way down on the Lego set buying because there's just not enough room to put things yeah. in. But um, yeah, yeah, I get the big ones now and then. They're fun. It's it's like a Zen thing. You have to kind of zone out and just sort of focus on this thing. I will say there's this site called Venado.com that does like bootleg Lego stuff, and they take like they take like fan made build things 
and turned them into um, like real. They, they basically sets that you can buy. They're in China. They, yeah, they're cheaper. So that's like they so they're like Chinese. I think they make them in China and like you order them and they send them over in these nondescript bags and like but they make these huge sets that Lego would never be able to make and they cost like half of what Lego. <laughs> or like a, so that, I gotta hang on. I gotta find. The I one mean, that, couldn't they just sell the bricks? And then just put like the instructions on the internet. That is what they do. And then you can just build an AT-AT or a Star Destroyer. That is exactly what. So there's a does. way to skirt around the IP and the licensing issues. Yes, they send. Yeah, they send. That's you what that. they do. Yeah, they send you like, that. So here's these bricks. We're not going to tell you what to do with them, but there is this thing on the internet yeah, that you so, can go to. Right. That's pretty much what happens. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I have a Lego. I have an AT-AT that does that. And uh-huh. I actually the the problem is that there is no organization. So Lego sets come with numbered bags uh-huh. and the instructions tell you now open bag one now two and that's where you find all these things so otherwise if you have because before they started doing that you had to basically spend time organizing all the parts mm-hmm. and this, the venado stuff and the bootleg stuff comes with no organization so you just have to open all these parts and organize them first and if you're missing any you got to help you and I, so i got stalled out on the, the ad at they do so especially because you're going through a, a pdf and the, the instructions are great so but uh, this just came out this this came out this week it is a um a Lego Minas Tirith by that by that bootleg site. You can see that. You know, oh see wow! So, so this this set is six thousand dollars, <laughs> and it contains ninety nine thousand five hundred and twenty four pieces. This thing is four feet tall. What's the age rating on that one? There is no age rating. It's bootleg <laughs> shit. Like no one, no one. There's so wait, that's bootleg and it's still six thousand dollars. Yes. Dang. It weighs 92 kilograms. Oh, my gosh. 92 kilograms. You have to build a foundation Three, to build 300, it. The foundation is also made of bricks. <laughs> 335 bags. Oh, my gosh. It, That's like a year-long project. 116 by 231 by 131 centimeters. Wow. Gigantic. Yeah. Um, and like you're no, not getting it. No, right? God no. God. <laughs> you never you, know. Like because here's like what I just said. Like none of the bags are numbered. It's like you would have to organize all those pieces by shape and color and type first. That would take like a month alone before yeah. you could even build. And anything. that is not fun. And then you've built it, and now you have a hundred pound Minas Tirith. <laughs> for what? Like what do you do with that? I don't know. Nerd out. That's about all you can do. Yeah, and it. then when you're done nerding out, what do you do with it? Who, <laughs> Throw it away. You can't get rid of that. No, you can't nobody give that wants to someone. It. No one wants that. <laughs> what do you get? Because like, what well, the appeal is to building something like, but who wants to take that apart and then build it again? Like, yeah, it's it's nonsense. Yeah, it's nonsense. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I knew this is why I want to talk about this with Matt because he knows what's going on in the Lego scene. And uh, I think if you just left this conversation feeling like you don't know what's going on, you might want to listen to it again because that was the 411. All right, yeah. let's move on to our People last People in the talk. chat are asking about a link to that. Just Google Vonado, V-O-N-A-D-O, uh, Minas Tirith, and you'll find it. Imagine if you have kids, though, and you're getting sick of spending $200, $250 on these things, and you're like, you know what? If I can buy it from some bootlegger for 50 bucks or whatever, yeah. that's they a don't, game they don't, changer. Make, they don't make duplicates of the Lego sets themselves. They make... Like the instructions? Generic, no, they make generic bricks in the counts you need to make fan-made things. Gotcha. So it's not the official plans. They are not official Lego plans, stuff. no. Because that's where they had to draw the line, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but you, there are really elaborate 3D modeling programs of you can, that you let people build their own Lego sets 
and put the instructions that, you know, they basically you output the instructions the exact same way the Lego instructions look. So yeah. there's almost no difference. And there's places you can just go and either download them for free or pay, like, the people who design them, like, five bucks and you get a download link for it. And then you can just gather the piece. That's how they did um, earlier, long, long ago before they made an official one. That's how I built a Super Star Destroyer. Oh. Because somebody basically put up a thing. Like, if you get the pieces from two Star Destroyer sets and these other extra pieces, you follow these instructions, you can build a Super Star Destroyer. So I did that. Okay. Um, so that's how kind of that worked. But this place, the bricks are like a third the cost of a Lego normal Lego set brick would be. But you because they sell these giant sets... The there's still thousands of dollars if you buy the big ones, Crazy. or you can get like a small, like a one that would be like thirty or forty bucks at Target. You could get from that site for like fifteen. Okay, so that's the, that's the appeal, really. Okay. Also, they all don't say Lego on little pegs. You know, little pegs on. They all say Lego on them on the yeah. Legos. They don't. They're just smooth, which well, is yeah, very of weird. It, of, course, of course, but yeah, but it's very weird because <laughs> you're just used to having that. You're used to having that little texture, texture on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. Okay, we're going on to it. Here's the the irony of this is that this story broke during the show last week. We didn't have much time to talk about it, and here we are trying to talk about it in this week's show, and we don't have much time to talk about it again. And that is that Call of Duty is going to take a year off in 2024. The ga- And in fact, the game, or actually it's 2023, it won't be coming back till 2024, because the game that was supposed to be made by Treyarch for next year Treyarch has now been pulled off on some other free-to-play project, and there's not going to be a proper Call of Duty released next year. Mm-hmm. How do you think this happened? Do you think that this was Activision Blizzard being like, you know what, we just got bought, bought purchased by Microsoft? Whew. We're mm-hmm. not going to work on a game again because our teams are being ground to a pulp. Do you think this was Microsoft, some way of strategically trying to plan the Call of Duty franchise better in the future. Why do you think that this is happening, Matt? I think it's probably both of those things. Like a mix of the two? I, yeah, it felt it has felt for a while that like the Call of Duties were kind of getting like some kind of weird critical mass thing where it's just like are you just out of ideas or steam or what? Like it was it was so confused and so like it just it, it felt like everybody w- that was making those games just was out of enthusiasm for it. Uh, and who can blame them? It's been a grind of 15 years at this point. Um, and then I'm sure Microsoft, when they bought them, came was like, they're like, oh my god, like let's just hang on, everybody, just take a year off, and we'll we'll regroup on this. But they're um, making them make some stupid free to play game when yeah. Warzone Two is supposed to come out at the end of this year. What? Why would they do that? I don't know. For in that case, I'm sure it's just sunk cost. Like that was something they're working on, and it's there, so you might as well put it out. Do you admire Microsoft for billing, being willing to turn its back on at least 20 million sales at 60 to $70 a pop? I know about admire, but I think Microsoft does recognize that like, if, they're, if the first major release out of the gate from after they've purchased this thing is some kind of subpar shovelware, they're never going to live it down. You know, that first, the first Call of Duty released under the Microsoft banner has got to be a great game. Do you think that there might be part of that playing into it where it's a part of the deal and the checks that they're going to have to go through with governing bodies? Does this solve any problems for that? I don't think so. No? no. I'm just wondering. I would the be timing very... certainly seems a little no, it was... convenient. It, I don't think so. Like the, the governing bodies are not going to pay attention to what the IPs are and, that, and what they're doing with that. They're not going to understand that. They still think Resident Evil is called the Resident of Evil, of Evil Creek. <laughs> um, 
yeah, that, that, that wouldn't get that nitty gritty as far as I know. It would it would be more of a controlling the machinations of the industry thing, which Activision doesn't. So there's just no, you know, one, once once the uh, FTC figures out that like Activision doesn't own the exclusive tools to make first person shooters, that argument's <laughs> going to be over. Like this, this, it's a it's a formality at this point. This is, I think, more of a thing where where Microsoft knows that. You're just never gonna hear the end of it if that first Call of Duty under Microsoft's watch isn't great. Yeah, like they have to put a quality product. Out. There might be a thing where it's like, hey, that's one less thing we got to put on PlayStation before that contract runs out, because um, a lot could change in two years. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. I do wonder if a lot of the stuff that Microsoft is doing is for show now, and then, as you said, you wait a couple years mm-hmm. and. Are these governing bodies going to come back and be like, "Oh, hey, you're breaking the rules now"? Well, there is no rule on that. Like this, like that's. Well, Pactor seems to think that there are fines that can be levied if they if they breach the contract, sure, but it was nothing that would stop the acquisition. Right, right. Well, I mean, they're going to wait to do this stuff until the acquisition is complete. Yeah, but I'm. I've said before, like once those contracts are done, all bets are off. No matter how much rhetoric they want to throw around about, like, oh, we're going to keep it on PlayStation for it's a PlayStation franchise. It's like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. you might keep War Warzone on there, mm-hmm. but the yearly release, like, I don't know about that. I struggle to understand that. Why would you pay the amount of money you've paid for them if you're going to keep Give it on the your game competitor? Away. I agree with you. Pactor will fight us tooth and nail on that, though. I Pactor thinks you thought has thought for two generations you're going to plug the next PlayStation into the side of a television. So <laughs> I, <laughs> that's true. Or it was going to be built into the television. Yeah. So. Still not there. Nope, still not there. Never going to be. I don't know about never, but it's definitely taking a lot longer Might than Might not be thought. in my lifetime. I mean, like, every time someone <laughs> says something like that, the next system that Sony puts out sells even better. Yeah. Like, it would be selling even more if, like, they could get enough out. But, like, there is no lack of this demand for console hardware. It just... Like there's no reason to build them into the TV, yeah. and like to do that would you couldn't put that PlayStation Five oh, hell no. into a television. That doesn't <laughs> Imagine make any the sense. fan that you need in that thing no, no to way. keep it cool. You couldn't even fit it. You couldn't physically couldn't fit the hardware in a TV unless the TV looks like the TVs we watched in like the 80s. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, you need to go back to projection screens or so. back when TVs were built into like a record player. Yeah. Remember that? You, and they were like a piece of furniture mm-hmm. <laughs> with a VCR in the bottom. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, where's where's my uh, where's my wood paneled PlayStation Five, exactly. Sonny? <laughs> well, it's funny they re- they like remade the Atari VCS. Did they make a wood grain version of it? Uh, probably. I, I think they did actually. Know. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's what the Amico needs. Rosencrantz is asking: Are they not going to put it on Game Pass? Call of Duty. That's a good question. I mean, that could be your advantage for at least until you ride that contract out. It's like, well, you can get buy it on PlayStation, or you can just play it here for thirteen dollars. Nothing for yeah for a subscription you might already have. Yeah, kind of thing, you know, that's true. Um, and then Vincent chimes in. He says, according to chatter, I don't know what that means. Rumors, I guess, floating yeah. around. Activision knew Word this could happen. <laughs> Activision knew this could happen, and it's a big part of why they're selling. Mm. I think it more of a part of why they're selling is they don't want to clean up their own mess. Right. But, uh, with, yeah. I mean, it's part of the mess, but bigger mess is the right. whole. Right. I think there's. The, there a bigger mess is the whole employee killed themselves because <laughs> you harassed them into it thing. Yeah. It, there's, a, there's a whole. I uh, mean, there are a lot of messes, apparently. Yeah. And now hearing about this Call of Duty stuff, it feels like Activision Blizzard was hanging on by its fingernails the last couple years. Yeah. And did they just finally let go? Yeah. And I appreciate Greg Miller's commentary about Bobby Kotick. Well, what did he, the, did he say? The, F. Bobby Kotick? Yeah, at the awards At the show, Dice Awards? Goes, yeah. 
I'm sure there were people in this in the audience there who did not appreciate that. Well, I think they can go fuck themselves too. <laughs> exactly. Okay, we talked about this a little bit last week, so I'm not going to belabor it. I just wanted to bring it back up because it's a big story. Like, yeah. the best-selling franchise is not happening next year. For the first time since 2007. Right after a company bought the company that mm. makes it for like $70 billion. Mm. So it's a big story. I mean, you got to reorganize a little bit. Like, you got to like regroup and figure out what you're, you know, you, like they, that, I mean, you can't deny as someone as the one who's played more of them than I have, like there's a point at which you're just sort of like this, this franchise is on fumes. Oh, it is. Like, I mean, I have struggled to get through if the games have a campaign, I've yeah. struggled to get through the last couple yeah. campaigns. There's just no verve to them anymore. It's just, yeah, it doesn't matter what they do anymore because it's not you like, know, you know what I'm hoping is that someone up in Microsoft brass was a big fan of infinite warfare. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like bring that shit back. Seriously. I want to play that. Cause again. it seems like it doesn't matter what they do. It's not like the games have become less bombastic. It's just, yeah. I'm desensitized to it now. Yeah. Like the last call of duty Vanguard, you play the campaign. It's insane. They're, and you're it's, flying out of a plane oh, yeah. and but there's like planes going down and there's people on fire flying next to you and you hit the water and there's a dude dying next to you. It is, but it still feels like they're it, chasing the dragon of what yes. infinity war did back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Like no one's really topped modern warfare one, two and black and black ops one and two. Like yeah. it's lost the ability to surprise. Mm -hmm. And I will say this. I do admire that they haven't stooped to the point of, you know what? We're just going to make sure we have at least one thing like no Russian in every game. Because mm -hmm. they could easily for do a while that. there was a little bit of that kind of, like but were... still nothing to the level of no rush. No, like it still um, is the most shocking you... moment in Call of Duty games. Yeah, but like you have to like like they no Russian was sort of one upping what the, the atomic bomb in, yeah. the, in the first Modern Warfare, and I think that's the moment you want to lean towards more than right. anything. You want to lean towards this thing that the shocking moment doesn't have to be ethically shocking, but it should be shocking in terms of like, oh, I didn't think they were going to go there yeah. with this thing. You know, the, the shocking re the reason that the atomic bomb is shocking in modern warfare is um, a, at the time there was that whole thing where like all the games that did modern warfare and rainbow 60 stuff was like, they worked pretty hard to make sure nothing happened that could take it out of our world to some degree. It was sort of that element of like, oh, maybe that's happening somewhere out, out there. Yeah. It's like, well, no, like no one blew a nuke up in the in the Middle East, so like clearly this takes place in some alternate world. And also, it killed one of the three main characters you were playing as for right. the whole game, and you had to watch him die through his own eyes. And you're mm -hmm. like, oh, that was that was different. Like, that, was, <laughs> that was not a thing that they did back then. Yeah. Um, and then no Russian was more of like a pushing the envelope on that. Yeah. Um, and like you can debate how successful that was or whatever, um, or you could say incredibly horrible things as a poll like Dave Jaffe did. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, like you can't like lean into the shock value of that in the in the sense of like the fact that like gunning down civilians is a shocking thing to make someone do. You got to lean into the shock value of you have turned this narrative on its head. Mm -hmm. And that's what Modern Warfare One did that was so interesting. And they've never done. They've it's never not equaled easy that to again. Do. I mean, no, other no Russian really was definitely the either. peak of the controversy of that. But I don't think they've ever topped that nuclear explosion as a holy shit moment. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see more of that, and I'd like to see more things. Just little things. Like, like one of my big uh, nice remembrances of you know back in the old days was um, you know being at that Microsoft uh, press conference when they showed Modern Warfare. 
and the two guys in the ghillie suits stand up, and the whole audience gasped. Yeah, like no one knew they were there. Like it was so good, it was yeah. so perfect. And they, the guy stood up, and it was like, <gasps> like yep. you, you can't even really hear it on the video of it. But like if you were there, that whole yeah. stadium reacted to it. Yeah, yeah. And like little things like that, that was like leaning to that. Monica High School. Yeah, that was whatever. at the at the yeah. open open state. Keep hitting the mic. Yep. Open stadium uh, at Santa Monica when they when everything was down in Santa Monica for some stupid. Re- oh my god, what a <laughs> terrible year that was. I think. Yeah, that was two thousand seven. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was a that was a rough year. It but, sure um, was. Three three. Just driving to hotel to hotel to hotel. And it's like, oh my God, you remember when you just walk across the hall? You know? <laughs> or just, yeah, walk across, like, the way over mm-hmm. to Ubisoft or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, um, like, that's the sort of thing I'd be, I'd really be going back to the drawing board on that with, like, the old Infinity Ward games and how they worked and why they worked. Yep. Um, I'd be calling up, I'd be getting respawn uh, on the horn unofficially. Too couple late. Nah. <laughs> Those Too guys late. all go out drinking together. You know that. Who knows? But anyway, there you go. That's the Vince will tell you anything. <laughs> if you get him drunk you, enough. You buy him good enough whiskey. He does love scotch. Pactor will get something out of him. Oh, yeah. Pactor will give him one of those $1,000 bottles of tequila, <laughs> and that'll be the end of it. Yep. So anyway, that's it on the latest update on Call of Duty. And that's it for Game Phase 291. We do have time to maybe take a couple questions if you guys have them. Um, go at Sifted Games in the chat so we can find them easily. Uh, while we wait for you to add some questions into chat, I just want to remind you guys that this Saturday, Shane versus Elden Ring will be going down. Again, make sure you follow Sifted at Sifted Games on Twitter um, to know exactly the time that that's going to happen. And I'm hoping that this will just be a normal Saturday occurrence. And I'll say this, I'll probably stream about an hour and a half, something like that, Um We'll see how it goes. Uh, I may get to an hour, and I'll be like, this is all I can do for today. Uh, but I do want to say, come with uh, positivity in your hearts. Come to help me. Uh, come to give me pointers. Help me discover things that you've discovered playing Elden Ring or other from software games. Let's make it a collaborative effort uh, to get me through this game. This stream series may go on until I die. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There's like 90 bosses in the game or whatever. It could literally last me for the rest of my life if I played an hour a week. Yeah, that's a... I mean, already, if you've played as much as I played, you're looking at a year. Right, exactly. <laughs> so. There you go. So, uh, hopefully I'll see you guys all on Saturday here at the same spot, twitch.tv slash Games. Should be a fun stream. Uh, JM Rain, making it rain as usual. I wish I could pop you up on the screen, but we'll have that back next week. Uh, but JM Rain, handing out the Tier 1 subs. Thank you, as always, man. You're amazing. Uh, here's some questions. AJ the Legend Watson, going back to the discussion of easy modes, do you think it would satisfy all who care if the easy mode trophies or accomplishments distinguish the difference of what uh, mode the game was played on? Yeah, I don't think anyone has a problem with that. I don't think anyone playing easy mode would care either. I don't, look, I wouldn't, yeah, I don't think they'd care either. I don't think they'll be, like, salty if they're, like, they don't get trophies. Yeah, say easy mode, you don't get any trophies. Because that's the way it already works. Yeah. A lot of games already, if you play it on easy, you don't get trophies. You have to play it on the default setting usually to get the trophy. So, yeah, Yeah. I think people would be totally fine with that. I would be fine with it. Yeah. And I wouldn't be salty. I think the, most of the people that want to play the easy mode just want to see the game. Yeah. And like a game like um, Elden Ring, a lot of the parts of it, you could turn it back on to normal difficulty. Yeah. And then you fight a boss. And if you're fine to the point where you're like, damn, I just don't have three more hours to fight this guy. Put it on easy. Beat the boss. Move on. Yeah. Like, Don't get the trophy for that boss. Right. You don't get the trophy. Totally cool with that. I think everyone would be cool with it. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of easy ways to solve this. 
There's just some people that don't want it to be solved. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, Call of Duty. <laughs> Where were you during our last discussion? Uh, any more thoughts on Horizon Forbidden West? I haven't played it since... No, I did play it a little bit. But I haven't played it much since last week's show because I had to jump on Elden Ring. And Matt and I, we, we had it actually while we were playing Horizon. Mm. And personally, like, I played a little bit before I, like... Yeah, I mean, I had to I had to really force myself to let go of Horizon to move on to Elden Ring after... It was a couple days after the show. Yeah. Um... And originally I was waiting for like, oh, wait and start Elden Ring over on the Xbox. And then like Digital Foundry started talking about it's like, oh, good luck. If you want to play it smooth, play the PS4 version on the PS5, which is ridiculous. I mean, I know that Demon Souls is doing less in terms of the open world and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Demon Souls looks way, the remake looks way better than Elden Ring. And it runs at 60 on mm-hmm. PS5. I don't get it. I, I mean, I do get it because From has always been bad at the technical side. Actually, of you're right. Demon's Souls, the remake, looks way better than Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was um, the, one of the first next-gen I mean, games built for PS5. I was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, built for PS5. Like, Elden Ring has, has previous-gen stuff. But yeah. like, again, just night and day. Like, There's no excuse for this game not running at 60 on the next-gen consoles. I will never like, forget the first time a torch lit up a face of one of the enemies oh, in that yeah. Demon's Souls remake. Yeah. I was, like, terrified yeah. and, like, excited at the same time. I was like... Hot damn. Okay. I get next gen now. Yeah, it was like, good. And I mean, for someone who played Demon's Souls before, there was an element of like, oh, that's what that's supposed to look like. Right. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, because Demon's Souls on PS3, man, it it's, was... Uh, I mean, it's fun. I mean, going back to it was fun. Like, I remember, you know, that was the game, I, the only game I've ever backed out of a review on because after like a night, I was like, oh, can't do this. I'm not going to get through this at all. And so like, but going back to it, I went through and I'm like, it didn't die for like four hours until yeah. I got through like the, like the third area, the third world or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... um that was a big. That was a big revelation. It was like, oh, I can play this now. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it's fun to have that. But again, there are way better looking and more intensive games on PS5 that run way better than Elden Ring, and it's just unconscionable. Yeah. And it's ridiculous that no one mentioned that in the reviews. I mean, any other game got hit. <laughs> Horizon got knocked down to an eight and stuff because you could. You, it was like characters' faces were messed up in cutscenes. That doesn't even affect gameplay. I know. But this thing hitches every time you load a new area in in the middle of a fight, and like no one cares. Okay, the LOD sure. and the drawing and the popping. Look, I understand you don't want to deal with the the Toxa Bros like on this thing. You just give it a high score and let the fucking mm-hmm. world spin on. But like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It does seem like there were different standards for those two games. Also, I think you're right that there's a there's an element. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm happy it scores so high because it's my second. That's the most. That's the best second pick in the history of fantasy game draft. For sure. Oh, like, yeah. It's, like, ridiculous. Like, should have been our first picks, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, but, like, um, so I'm glad it got yeah, scored yeah. so high because it, it, it worked yeah, for, for me. Sure. But, like, there's just an element where I'm just like, you were probably right. Or maybe I, I don't know who brought up, like, the idea that, like, at a certain point, these games are so niche and so uh, demanding. You just hand, you know, as an editor, you just hand it off to the guy on the team who does those games all the time. And, like, this is the result. Like, yeah. You know, you're just going to get And these up. people have been... <laughs> created over time yeah because it started maybe back at demon souls but more likely at dark souls Yeah, dark souls was really where it started to hit what you i guess what you consider critical mass it's where yeah. it got discovered right. frankly yeah because it was on multiple it wasn't you know demon souls a ps3 exclusive and dark souls was on everything yeah so. that made a difference uh congrim one if the new playstation subscription service gave you a discount on launch games would it feel more enticing 
Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. I mean, it's better than nothing. Yeah. It's definitely more enticing. Would it I mean, convince it would ha- me to subscribe over a Game Pass? Yeah, like the math probably. would have to work out. Like yeah. I'd have, you know, because because that's the, that gets interesting because like then you have to calculate how much you're saving over the course of a year, and that requires me to know how many exclusives are coming out that I want. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, that's that's a definitely an interesting. You know, in a, it doesn't in a, hurt. In a stacked year, it would help, but the cost of those subscriptions are so high mm-hmm. that you're already in sixteen a month. That's a lot, man. Yeah, I mean, even, even the basic, I mean, that's... Dude, all subs are going up. 20 a year. I notice, like, every subscription system, yeah. the prices are, like, skyrocketing. I mean, t- yeah, I guess we're paying more than that for Netflix already, huh? Yeah, Netflix. <laughs> Pac has been right about Netflix all along. Yes, he was. It took a was. long time before it to show, but he was right. Yes, They're just he was. now finally getting called for the fact that they're not making any money. There's no revenue. There's, yeah. yeah. What are you doing? Yep. Uh, one last one. Oh, Not like I, Amazon. They can spend a billion dollars on a Lord of the Rings sh- show <laughs> and like doesn't matter because they got tons of other income. They'll make it back in like two days. Uh, not even, actually. Emperor Dread, thank you for Twitch Prime. That's awesome. Um, we'll take one more question um, from Vincent. Oh, also, thank you. Uh, this is for Vidya Games for Twitch Prime. Vincent, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming to Game Pass next week. That's great. That's great news. That's I didn't good. know that. That's good. Who benefits most from that? Xbox, who gets a Game of the Year contender, or Square Enix trying to salvage its underperforming game? I don't know if you saw uh, this with Square Enix. Like, yeah, they, I, I saw that. <laughs> Square, I think, I mean, monetarily, Square Enix is clearly they're getting paid to do that. Like that's that's how Game Pass works. Like mm-hmm. Microsoft pays you what what you think or what they think or whatever you agree on would be an equivalent of basically lost sales from mm-hmm. it, right? And usually Microsoft is pretty generous in that regard. I think the person, the people that's best for is us. Because it means we might get a shot at another Guardians game. Mm-hmm. Because anything they that, can recoup some of yeah, the money. Anything that they, that they can that bring they more. Yeah, yeah, they're stupid imaginary targets for revenue on this thing. Like, because I think that was a good. I was think they did a really good job on that game, and I would like to see uh, that team get another shot. I agree. It was the most underrated game from last year, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Or maybe underappreciated, underappreciated. underpurchased. I mean, it, it got some nomination. It, you know, it got yeah, recognized. It didn't win much, but it was recognized. But it, it did just, not sell anywhere near. No. I mean, this is one time I probably would agree with Square Enix. Like, it should have sold better than it did. Yeah, it definitely should have. But, like, if yeah. you expected it to, you were out in, you were out in left field. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it, I think it sold about what I expected it to. It deserved to sell way more. Yeah. But, like, it was up, it had just too many things up against it, including everybody's sour taste about Avengers, which is Square's fault. So, right. like... They they want to find someone to blame for that. Don't blame Guardians of the Galaxy. Blame your mirror. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have to stop it there. That's Game Face two ninety one. An epic discussion on Elden Ring that may go down in the annals of video game journalism history. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we talked about it for like an hour and a half. I think or almost two hours up there. Yeah. We I don't know if we've ever talked about a game that long. I can't remember. And the reason Probably I think it things. happened is because there are like these two perspectives on these games mm-hmm. and we're both in those different perspectives and it just makes for i think a great discussion i hope you guys agreed hope you enjoyed our discussion on elden ring don't forget streaming on saturday elden ring shane versus elden ring elden ring round two um if you like what we're doing and you're listening to this show out on the wilds of the internet whether you're, you're on youtube or you're listening to it on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, stitcher where else are we we're everywhere if you're listening to the show out on, out on any of those services and you like what we're doing, head to patreon.com slash sifted and drop us a pledge. We need every dollar we can get. Our Patreon just continues to go down. <laughs> I don't get it. The more content we create, our Patreon also goes down. It's really bizarre. 
Um, but anyway, we need help. If you can help us, that would be great. At the very least, please leave a review for our shows on whatever podcast service you're listening to them on. We'd really appreciate it. Again, that gets us up in the rankings so more people can discover our show who may be willing to contribute to us financially, which can make a big difference. Uh, if you're watching the show on YouTube and you can't afford to help, there's always Twitch Prime, completely free. As long as you're an Amazon Prime member, the instructions are down in the description. I just rewrote them <laughs> in the last week to make them even easier and more clear. You only have to connect your accounts once. And after that, it's literally just two clicks to give us a free $2.50 every month. And you do have to re-up it. And that sucks. I agree. I have <laughs> petitioned Twitch at least 20 times to let Twitch Prime subscriptions be recurring. It is the most requested thing on all of Twitch's request boards. Mm -hmm. Every single Twitch streamer wants it. Uh, maybe they'll finally listen and do it, but until then, you do have to re-up it every month. I do kind of enjoy the fact that I get to thank you guys, though, every time you do it. Uh, speaking of which, The Legacy. Just subscribe with Twitch Prime. Thank you for that, and I missed that earlier. Uh, I just want to make sure there's anyone else. Nope, that's it. Matt. Thanks again for opening up your home to us so we can mm -hmm. come here and have a place to do the show. I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks all right. I, I like it. I think the show well, looks good There's a little here. bit of an under-the-sea dance look to it. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, that gradient's good, though, man. Look yeah, at that. It goes from right. green to purple in almost a perfect gradient. Mm -hmm. So overall, I'm happy with the show. We'll have all the stuff hooked up next week, which means you guys will be more integrated into the show. You if actually we could get to do like take this and like lift it up so it kind of covers the door a little more. <laughs> like, I yeah. think it will, it will like you wouldn't be able to tell. That That's true. Set. That's true, actually. Um, so anyway, we do got to go. We ran way over on this show. That's what happens when you talk about one game for almost two hours. But we'll see you guys right back here at twitch.tv slash games at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern next Tuesday. Until then... Game face is up and out.